Disclaimer. All views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest, and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast that covers news throughout the gaming industry and a variety of topics. Here's your host for the show, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson. And joining me this week, they are a speedrunner, Sonic speedrunner, and gamer. I'm joined by the Matoy. Hello, hello. I hope all y'all are doing well, whoever's listening. Hello. How are you doing, Matoy? I'm doing all right. I'm pretty exhausted because I've had a pretty long work week. But otherwise, like, you know, I'm doing all right. Uh... Just been kind of experimenting with what marathons and stuff I'm going to submit to next and all that stuff. Yeah, actually, as we're recording this, I believe yesterday, uh, GVQ announced that SGVQ 2022 will be in person. Oh, yeah, I saw I saw that. And there's already like a lot of really cool people like planning to go and all that stuff. And I'm glad what they're also doing is... Um, e- even though it's going to be a bit limited, they're still doing some like remote... Uh, options for people who want to submit runs and stuff like that so that's always nice to have that option open that's yeah that's very cool definitely definitely doing that is like it keeps the like it gives everybody that opportunity to run at gdq exactly like it just in case like someone is like overseas or just simply cannot make it uh gives them the opportunity to show off the game that they run and all that I wanted to go to the next in-person GDQ myself to finally meet everybody that I've been getting to know, but I'm in Vegas at the time of GDQ this year. (laughs) I'll be in Las Vegas enjoying the sun instead, so Uh, maybe next time. I've heard Vegas is really, really nice. It has a lot to do. Like, whether you are somebody who is very sociable or somebody who is, like... A gamer, not necessarily closeted, but like somebody who doesn't interact a lot. Like you still have a lot to do from what I understand. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is like my 10th trip down there. Yo. I, I've Vegas so. is like a second home to me. Well, it's more a second home to my mom because she's oh, the reason gotcha. we go to Vegas so much. But oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, that in Disneyland. So uh, I've been to both. Of course. Plenty plenty of times and uh whenever we can we always try to find a way to go back okay i know you're gonna interrogate me but don't don't uh don't shit on me for the fact that i've not been to either disney place i haven't (laughs) been to disneyland or disney world do you want to go eventually (laughs) or is it uh i think eventually i would like to just experience it once like i'd probably go to uh Whatever the one that's in Florida, I would go uh, to Disney that World. One yeah, Disney World yeah. is. De- I've been. I've only been there once, but it's definitely like the best experience to have. You have four theme parks, two water parks, Ooh, the whole okay. shopping pavilion with a yeah, Lego, so with options. a giant Lego store. Yeah, you have so many options down there, and like the resorts galore. Yeah, it's so cool. It's so cool. Animal Kingdom is like you're going to a zoo with rides. Oh, that sounds really cool. Like I, I've heard that it's like really, really awesome. It's got like the um, avatar. It's got the avatar thing now too. Like based off of the James James Cameron movie, it was James Cameron, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the blue avatar, not the blue. The, av the, not yeah, the blue avatar that's getting like three sequels that nobody wants. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like Avatar is strange in that it's like one of the highest grossing movies of all time, and yet a lot of people have forgotten about it. Like, I believe <laughs> I, I go back to that one video Jax Films did where he stood on the pier in LA and he's like, Hey, for like a hundred dollars, name me one, name me the main character of Avatar. Yeah, someone's gonna shout Aang. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I think someone did. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, that was definitely a, um, a movie. I never saw it. I never saw it. So I know my parents own it, but I've never seen it. <laughs> yeah, like, it's weird. Like anytime I go down to visit them, like you know, I, I have not seen it. But anyway. Before we get too off track, uh, back to the thing about interrogations, it's actually time for interrogation, some actual interrogations to you. Okay. We ask you your favorite video game, video game character in video game soundtrack. All right. So thankfully, I do actually have answers to these things. I know a lot of people are very back and forth with these things, but uh, my favorite game franchise, well, I guess it's not much of a franchise anymore, but my favorite video game of all time is Banjo-Kazooie. Mm, yes that's a i good grew one. up on banjo kazooie and even now when it came out on the switch i know the in and outs of the entire game like the back of my hand it is such a good time is it irritating when i miss like two notes out of the entire map but i have everything else so i have to go scouting for them yeah but otherwise it's it's a nice time and I never have, like, a bad time with Banjo-Kazooie. It's always really fun to just play through and relax and go through all the different dynamic worlds. And don't even get me started with the music, because the music not only is beautifully composed, but depending on what area you are in the map, depends on what version of that same track plays. And it's just so cool. Wow. And it's seamless. Yeah. It is. I've only played it once, and I played it on the the 360 uh, through the oh, yeah. Xbox Live Arcade because I think it was an arcade title. But yeah, it was it was a good time. I enjoyed it a lot. Oh, absolutely! Like if if you are playing Banjo Kazooie for like the first time, or you want to experience like the best version of it that you can, I would recommend it on Xbox, whether that be on 360, One, Series S whatever it have be it's the best version not only for how it looks but it also keeps your notes the same way it does in banjo tooie on those versions rather than like you know if you die in a stage you have to collect every single note again yeah that's de it's definitely a nice thing it's a very nice touch it's very helpful because levels like mad monster mansion are very brutal in that yeah <laughs> and rusty bucket bay because of the engine room, of course, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, favorite game character? Oh, that one's a little hard. I'm not going to lie. That one's a tad hard, but... um, Favorite game character? That might just come down to uh, the two franchises that I hold very dear to me. And that is both Sonic and Pokemon. Um... Over the years, I feel like it's changed because growing up, I really admired Tails a lot uh, and where he still has like a special place in my heart. I, I I really like what they do with Cream in a lot of these things. Cream the Rabbit is just so, she's so funny, dude. Like <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> she gets on Amy's case about everything, and it's so funny. Yeah, I guess she does. A lot of people, I feel like a lot of people aren't like as exposed to Cream as other characters because Cream's like first, her first major appearance was appearance was was it Heroes or was it Advanced? Um, it was Advanced Two was the first game she appeared in, and it's funny because like if you had Sonic Mega Collection. It was promoting uh, yeah, it had Sonic a, Advance 2. It had, little, the, like, it had a little trailer for Sonic Advance 2. Yeah, and they had like a big intro thing for Cream. Like half of the trailer was screen time with her. So like as a kid, I was always like super looking forward to it. And I was just like, wow, I just couldn't believe it took him this long to include a rabbit character. This is before I knew anything about the Archie comics. I didn't know that Bunny Rabbit was a character. So well, yeah, <laughs> again, the, like the first first like two comics or two or three comics of sonic the archie comics were uh in mega collection as well yeah that's true i oh i loved looking at those covers and everything the illustrations of the covers as weird as like some of them were i loved like scrolling through them as a kid that's how i found out who sally was yeah the same like the uh yeah, like sally antonio the yeah. walrus. I'll admit, Antonio is one I don't know too much about. I just know that him and Bunny are together or something. Like, I don't know. I don't know that much about the comics other than like the stuff that I've researched and also that Captain Christmas is a one off character. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> what? <laughs> Who the, what is so, <laughs> What? With one of my friends, I have we have this meme now. We found out there was a comic book character called Captain Christmas, whose real identity is a character called Dog Malone, I guess. That's not even a joke. Dog Malone! Uh, yeah, this is way before like Post Malone was making music, too. So it's just so funny. <laughs> like, But... Uh, I guess the whole thing with it is that Captain Christmas claims to, claims to be a superhero, but he's basically the Grinch. He's basically the Grinch. He just okay. steals presents, and he uses them as, like, weapons, I guess, or something. <laughs> I'll <laughs> save you, little Timmy proceeds to grab... Does anybody have a gift? I can only use gifts to save this kid. Uh, no, <laughs> it's... Deli bird. You're the <laughs> healed or you explode. Exactly! <laughs> Oh my god, I forgot who, like, I, I, it was like a one-off thing, and I don't remember who, like, saves the day. I think it's Tails who, like, calls him out, like, hey, you've just been stealing stuff, dude. Like, cut it out. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. Uh, a favorite game soundtrack? So this is one that I've been toying with back and forth, because although Sonic Mania isn't my absolute favorite game in the entire franchise... It's soundtrack is just there's not a single track that I dislike on it or a single track that I think I skip when I listen to that OST. Like I love soundtracks like Sonic Adventures, Sonic Adventure 2, Heroes, like that whole era. That's just my era. I love yeah. all that. Like even 06, like Shadow the Hedgehog, Sonic Riders, all that stuff is so good. Oh, uh, Sonic Riders. Yeah, the Riders soundtrack is so good. I feel like that one gets underrated a lot. I want a new Riders game. I think I've said it so much on this podcast. Sega, just yeah. give us a new Riders game, please. I would love that. Like, a new Riders game just kind of, like, in the same vein as the first two. Yes. Mostly the first, we'll, because we'll, I know we'll, it might we'll be talk in the about minority. The <laughs> I might be in the minority here, but I... Not a super big fan of the gravity mechanic. I know in that I never played it. I never played that, the sequel. Yeah, I played it once as a kid, but 
I only played it for like 20 minutes because I just I couldn't get a handle on the controls as a kid. <laughs> I just I couldn't figure out the gravity mechanic and why it wasn't working the way that I thought it would. <laughs> but in any case, yeah, I think Sonic Mania soundtrack, but I have to give a big shout out to like Pokemon Black and White, Pokemon Black and White 2. Both of those game soundtracks are absolutely incredibly well done. Yes. Um, Holy crap. Like, I could talk about Gen 5 for so long. <laughs> but those games, and also, uh, shout out to Kingdom Hearts 2 as well. Mm, I, yes. I love that soundtrack. Kingdom Hearts 2, probably my favorite game in that franchise. And all the music is cleverly like constructed. And it might have the weirdest version of One Winged Angel, but every other track in the game is really, really, really good. Okay. With that, we're now going to move on to the headline of the week and if you're a harry potter fan well we got some great news for you because we finally got more details on hogwarts legacy uh i know that sean marks we had on the podcast last season was super excited for this state of play and honestly it was really good and i might be getting the game when it does come out uh, we got a lot of information you play as a student who you cuss fully customizable character who can harness this ancient magic. And we don't really know why you can. Uh, but it's your first year at Hogwarts, but you're starting as a fifth-year student. You just enrolled a little late there. Uh, all of the entirety of Hogwarts and Hogsmeade is explorable in the late 1800s setting. You meet people like Professor Fig, and there's also a goblin rebellion going on, so you gotta fight some goblins. Uh, spell combat looks incredible. It looks good. It looks good. You can combo a lot of things. You can use a huge variety of spells in your playstyle. There are talents and abilities to allow multiple playstyles. You can upgrade gear by collecting materials, foraging items. You can brew potions, deploy magic plants. You can use a fucking like a mandrake root. And, uh, like, pull it out and just, like, <laughs> um, deafen everybody around you. You can fly on the brooms. Uh, the room of requirement is essentially your, like, hub room to, like, upgrade things. And we got a release date of Holiday 2022. There's a lot of good games coming out Holiday. A lot of good games coming out Holiday 2022. Uh, what are your thoughts on Hogwarts Legacy, Matoy? Uh, I don't really have any, if I'm being honest with you. I... I didn't really grow up on like Harry Potter stuff at all. And like, I, I have a lot of opinions that I will not say here about Harry Potter stuff. <laughs> fair enough. I mean, fair enough. I think I have, I think all my opinions on Harry Potter mostly go towards, uh, the, the she who not shall not be named. Yeah. That's <laughs> mostly what I was getting at. I don't yeah. want to turn this podcast into a political stand or anything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I still like Harry Potter and don't really care for the author anymore. No, yeah, it's one of those things where, like, it's hard to separate. It, it like, definitely is. And I know, totally material from that. the person who made it when they're clearly don't have good values. Like, yeah. Uh, regardless, though, the game looks good. And, uh, you know, it's actually just about the world and not said not to said glasses scar character who gets abducted by old men oh <laughs> goodness 
Glasses character that gets kidnapped by old men. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it, I think. Good way to describe it. And then there's just this bald dude who's asphyxiated with a child. You know, you can say the same. I guess, like, I feel like you can say that about a bunch of things. (laughs) You can say the same thing about, like, Lord of the Rings. Like, bald dude. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) also child involved. Like, (laughs) yeah, ugh. Ah, g- gotta love using as little words to describe things. It's great. Oh, good lord, yeah. <laughs> Moving on down to the week in review, here's what happened this past week as well. Covering news from the world of video games, TCG, and board games, this is the week in review. Um, starting off with the game releases, uh, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin came out. Oh, boy. That's a game. I'm playing it. It's a, it's, it's a game. <laughs> So I've heard that the gameplay is actually it's yeah, one of those games that if you take it seriously for the story, you're going to be disappointed. Yes. But for the gameplay, I heard it's pretty good. Yeah, the gameplay is actually pretty good. The class you'd have like a bunch of classes, your skill trees. Uh, you do things with your classes to unlock your skill trees to get more classes. And it's really cool. The combat is also fun. Like the gameplay mechanics for it. They're all good. Boy. I'm only maybe two chapters in, and this story is something. <laughs> it's kind of strange to me that, like, one that they made, like, it's essentially a pseudo-remake of the first Final Fantasy game. I mean, yes. But you wouldn't know it by playing it. <laughs> yeah, you really, I gotta stop chaos! <laughs> oh, the I mean, chaos! I, yeah. I um, do that every week. It's just, he looks a bit different, you know? I, I legit was talking... I was I was legit talking to my boy Zach about this, and uh, if you if you don't remember, apparently in one of the early trailers, they told you what Jack's last name is, and if you know Final Fantasy, it kind of ruins the whole game. Jack's last name is Garland. Yeah, I was gonna say it's Garland, right? Yeah. yeah. And the game, which they've also told us in the trailers, is this is the this game is about the first villain of the game, Garland. Hmm. Yeah. Gee. Gee, I wonder. I wonder what's gonna happen. But honestly, <laughs> I like I'm curious about what's gonna happen, but man, there's been some stupid stuff. Like Gosh, I can't I can't even imagine. Like the best character in the game, I will say this, Jed is a gem. He, <laughs> he is your comic relief character, and he is a gem of a character. That's amazing. Oh. Is he the red-headed one or Yeah, the one with the, like the pink red hair, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's been a while since I've seen like any character design from main series final fantasy from that long ago so it's been a bit yeah that is jed he is great uh we also got persona 4 arena ultimax which i've, oh, I've also been, been nothing but good about yeah that, i've that i've uh, i've been playing that a little bit as well boy i gotta get better at that because of tr- some trophies that are in that game <laughs> It looks like a really solid fighting game. It's a solid fighter. Like it's pretty. It's really good. I like the. I like how they do it. It's fun. I won a tournament of it back in the day. Of like it was called. It was called the Clash of Casuals. Everybody playing it had no experience with fighting games. So. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's it's good. It's a fun game. It's funny to me because I'm just like Sega said. You know what? Uh, we don't know how to bring back Fighting Vipers or Virtua Fighter, so we're just gonna turn one of our flagship series into a fighting game. Yeah, and that I mean, they brought back Virtua Fighter now with uh, Virtua Fighter Five Showdown. Oh, I totally forgot. Oh yeah, my goodness, that happened. Like it's it's uh, RGG Studios did it as well because 
or they'll they they helped with it it's uh, because uh they've had a virtual fighter 5 showdown in all the yakuza games for how long now that oh, they're yeah, like oh yeah true. let's just make it a standalone and uh here's some yakuza dlc so you can give the characters a yakuza outfit and i'm like oh, oh that's wow. cool yeah that's actually really sick and if you have if you have a playstation now subscription you can get it for free and i know it was free like back when it first came out as well just for playstation plus yo that's really sick um if they end up getting more costumes i hope they uh get some of the ones from like lost judgment which oh, is the yakuza spinoff lost judgment is so f- i'm excited because the 28th we're getting the kaido files Ooh. and i'm excited for that Oh my goodness! I yeah, I I've like I'm not super duper familiar with uh, Yakuza in general, but between uh, my friend Anthony, who some of y'all uh, listening might have heard from uh, user friendly, and also my good friend Risu, who I've commentated with a lot, both really into Yakuza, and I had watched another friend like play through uh, Lost Judgment like all the way through and it was it was a ride like it was a ride and it was really fun though like good gosh there's so much that happens and i don't even think i could put it in the words just play the game yourself it's fun yes i i recommend that (laughs) everybody play the yakuza games play judgment play lost judgment if you're lucky play yakuza of the dead which is the spin-off game that's like the only one i haven't played that has like a western release and if you're lucky enough, play the samurai games because there's two Yakuza samurai games, Ooh. and they're oh, yeah, supposed to be right. pretty good as well. Sega's just talented. There's also just the three PSP Yakuza spinoff games that people. Oh, yes. I don't remember exactly what they're called, but there's like it's like a trilogy for the PSP that's Japan only as well. Yeah, there are some fan translations, but from what I understand, they are kind of broken. They're not like fully, fully translated or anything like that. Please, Sega, just give it to the West. You'll get money. You'll get my money. <laughs> I feel like that is going to end up being Sega's version of Mother 3. Like, we're going to ask for it for all these years and never Like, I feel it. like the <laughs> big one right now that we're asking for is just the Samurai games, because those make the most sense right now to get a Western. Or, like, just, like, an, uh, a PS4 port of Yakuza of the Dead next. Sega, just look at SNK. They release Samurai Showdown here, and it does well. Come on. Like, <laughs> uh, and also, uh, GTA Five came out for the PS Five and Series X. I did. I actually did not even realize. Like, I, I've been having all these trailers for the Switch version of the uh, GTA trilogy, but I've not heard anything about Five recently. Yeah, that the uh, the next gen versions are out, and now tying GTA Five for number of releases with Skyrim. Yeah, we're getting there. The like, question is, who comes out? Who comes out on the smart toaster next? Oh, that's true. Yeah, the brave little smart toaster. <laughs> <laughs> the brave little God. smart toaster. You know, I watched that movie. I, I watched the sequel because apparently no streaming service has the original, which makes me sad. What? But, that's crazy. Yeah, it's really dumb. But I watched one of the sequels to test something out recently. And I forgot how dark these movies were. <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> like, I just wasn't expecting a character death in a movie about a toaster. Oh. Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> That's no. What I said. Oh, oh my like, god. Oh my god. 
<laughs> the, like, I won't say how it happened, but yeah. it's like even dark how it happens. I'm like, bro, can we like calm down for a second? I was just watching appliances talk amongst themselves and suddenly one of them is gone. Like, hello? <laughs> wow. Okay, then. Yeah, Disney puts out some interesting movies sometimes. In the world of video game news, starting off, Gran Turismo 7, that game was down for over 24 hours because of extended and unexpected maintenance. And because of the game's always online nature, a good majority of the game was basically unplayable for 24 hours. Plus, uh, people got refunds for this, and Grid Legends even took a shot at them on Twitter uh, saying, quote, Hashtag Grid Legends is a video game with cars it uh with cars in it that you can play right now because uh <laughs> big car game don't work um and the maintenance doesn't even like remove that always online function it was just like yes the game wasn't launching on certain consoles oh wow that is a huge problem like, yeah imagine little timmy coming home from school he's like i'm gonna play cool car game and he can't play cool car game because <laughs> just it's just one of the un- it's one of the kidding. unlucky playstations that can't play it <laughs> yeah exactly like it had that one of every thousand that's just like well. <laughs> yeah he got the defect <laughs> so yeah uh that happened grand turismo 7 uh, not doing great apparently now because of that Jeez. i didn't even know i'll be real i didn't even know there was a new grand turismo game yeah it came out like semi recently a couple weeks ago I see. Yeah, there's just been too many games releasing, I think, recently. Like, and they're all like pretty good games. But uh, I, I, I am a huge fan of Gran Turismo 2 in particular. I played so much. Like, I played. I had a PS2 very, very late in life. Like, compared to when it did come out, I first got a PS2 in like 2011 because I really wanted to play Dark Cloud. I wanted to play the Spyro and Crash Classic, so I did all that. And I also got Gran Turismo 2, because my friend was like, this is a good game, good car game, go fast. I'm like, okay. <laughs> car game, go fast. <laughs> what I didn't know is it had like RPG-esque like, stat elements to it. Oh, like, what? That's kind of cool, was just like, Yeah, it wasn't like a skill tree per se or anything, but you could upgrade like certain stats of specific cars and stuff like that. If you needed a specific car for a specific like achievement, you had to work for getting that car to a similar level to like the main one you decided to use, essentially. Whereas that could be a little grinding, kind of annoying. It's really fun because the game gives you like tons of different options to kind of upgrade your stats and earn like what you need to do so. I really like Gran Turismo in that whole grand scheme of things. It's changed a bit over the years, but the core like like you can't customize stats as grand as you used to back in like two, but uh, when I played three and four, uh, it still felt like pretty much what Gran Turismo was. So I wonder if now that we're at seven, because I apparently missed like three releases of this <laughs> franchise, <laughs> uh, I just wonder if like you know the disappointment was there because their RPG esque like car game was not working <laughs> and yeah. it's like in modern times as well yeah so. i don't know why they decided to make most of the game like online only as well which is weird it seems like a weird change like but the boot up like gran turismo 2 just be like you know what i'll just play this like this i know i don't need online for because we didn't have that functionality on ps1 <laughs> yeah true 
Um, in some Genshin Impact news, they had a little, I guess, like one of their like Genshin Direct uh, for update 2.6, the Zephyr of the Violet Garden. Uh, we're getting some new content in it, the Chasm, a new area in Liyue, and the next big character, Kamisato Ayato. I'm looking up this character. I, I don't know them. Yeah, they're brand spanking new there. Uh, but like every Genshin Impact character, people are simping. Oh, of course. Oh, they're cute. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that's the one thing, like, of course, like, you know, it's a gacha game, but... Oh, yeah. Genshin, it's a gacha game, the one but thing... it's also, like, the open world. Like, a lot of people like the game for good reason. Like, it's a good game. I'm not gonna bash it. I played it for, like, a month and then quit, because I'm like, oh my god, the gacha mechanic is gonna get me. No, yeah. Like, I, I would definitely, uh... Because I know it's, like, very, like, Breath of the Wild inspired with, like, exploration and the way you do things in the game. Um, I would... I would play it if not for the fact that I know I have an addictive personality when it comes to certain games. So... Oh, like, do I, I... Do I know that? I wouldn't <laughs> pour money into it because, you know, I, I kind of want to not do that. But I would, like, nonstop play it. And there's just too many games that are on my radar right now. That I'm either playing or that I want to play or, you know, I'm also a speedrunner, so I'm always focused on one particular game as well. Vroom, vroom. And, yeah, vroom, vroom. If I play <laughs> Genshin, I'm going to, like, not play Sadix at all. <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> I'm rusty. I wonder why. In Mario Kart news, hey, the booster pack is out. The first batch First wave, it's here. The Golden Dash Cup and the Lucky Cat Cup are now available if you got the pass or if you have the expansion pass uh, for Nintendo Switch Online. Eight new courses have been added. And uh, honestly, I'm probably going to wait for like the next wave to happen before I get the booster pack. That's fair, yeah. I have um, the expansion pack like uh, online thing, so I got the courses for free, essentially. But I will tell you, I spent six hours yesterday, last night, after I came home from work. First thing I did was boot up Mario Kart and just play those for six hours. Did I mean to play it for six hours? No, but that's what happened. <laughs> and it's really fun. You got coconut, like, you got coconut mauled. I think it coconut mauled. Oh my gosh. That in 200cc is actually just incredibly oh insane. I, oh God, I, keep for, <laughs> I keep forgetting about the 200cc. Yeah, it's uh, very fast. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> good lord. Like, I was banging into walls only twice. Like, okay, only tw maybe, maybe 200, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> still trying to get back into the swing of things as far as 200cc goes, but all the courses are really beautifully made, especially Ninja Highway, I think it's called. Oh, yeah, that's uh, one of the uh, Mario Kart Tours courses that got popped into it. Yeah, and it's still labeled incorrectly right now. Like, it's still labeled as like a new course and not from Mario Kart Tour. Yeah, well, I feel like a reason. lot of like a lot of the uh, Mario Kart Tour stages are like a lot. I feel like that those are the stages, the courses that people like are good are kind of new, I guess, to a lot of people. Because unless yeah, you played true. Tour, you don't really know like a lot of like Tour's co courses that were original to the game. That's true. I feel like Mario Kart Eight, though, at the very least, it gives you. Um, 
a more like it gives you like a real course essentially because Mario Kart Tour you're only you only have limited like control over the character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you really only do. It's it auto drives you just doing turns and boosts. Yeah, and exactly. Drifting, Drip, you're Mario drifting Kart 8, essentially. It gives you the full fledged like version of the trek, which I think is really really cool. Like I, I it's only a matter of time before we get like New York Minute. Like yeah. Which would be cool because I'd be like, wow, look, the state I live in is in the game. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I spent a long time playing it and it's really fun. Uh, I definitely recommend it if uh, for those listening who are like super into Mario Kart 8 or just in the Mario Kart in general. It's a lot more fresh than I thought it would be. So it's it's a nice change. There isn't a single course I think I dislike. Choco Mountain, though, I will say, is very hard. <laughs> oh, my God. It's very tight turns. Supermassive. They, uh, the creators of Until Dawn, they have announced that their next game coming out June 10th, The Quarry. Uh, and like Until Dawn, we got an all-star cast for this game uh, featuring David Arquette, Ariel Winter, Justice Smith from Detective Pikachu, and Brenda Song from Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, as that's what most people will know her from who listen to My this podcast. Uh, there are a few of the actors portraying the game's nine protagonists. And yes, uh, according to what the reports said, there's like 12 places each character can die. So yeah, the next is essentially the next until dawn. If you're looking forward to if you're looking forward to that, June 10th. I, I, I haven't played Until Dawn. I'm probably not going to get this, but uh, I'm sure that some YouTubers are going to get some content down the line for that. Oh, probably, yeah. I've not played it myself either, but I'm sure that there's going to be tons of content related to this game. Detective Pikachu and every other thumbnail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Yo, Detective Pikachu, Pikachu 2 looking a bit different. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's taking a weird, like, dark direction now. Yeah, like... there's murder now? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not just switching bodies anymore. People are straight up dying, like... <laughs> yeah. The New York Times uh, have forced the Wordle archive site to shut down, so you can, no lo you can no longer play previous Wordles. That is sad. That's very sad because I'm sure like people who like have missed out on all the previous ones would have liked to just kind of go back and uh, see if other people or like, you know, the ones who haven't played it just like to see if they got any of the previous words or could have gotten any of them. Uh, in Pokemon news, Arceus and Darkrai events are coming slash already here. Uh, the game's new updates. Uh, if it has now made both Arceus and Darkrai available. You just gotta do a couple things first. If you want the Azure Flute, you need to have a Legends Arceus save file that has beaten the main game. And when I say beaten the main game, I also mean like you beat Volo and uh, you captured Arceus. Oh yeah, so it has to be like, oh my god, so that's everything. You I need to, like you need to have at least caught them all. You don't need to complete decks, you just need to have captured Arceus. So, like, as long as you've captured one of each, but you if you haven't, like, finished Pokedex, you're fine. But you need to do... You essentially, you need to beat Legends Arceus if you want Arceus in Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. And for Darkrai, uh, the hotel ticket or the Rusty here, whatever the item is, that will be available between April 1st and 30th between the New Moon Cycle. Because you find him on New Moon Island. 
So that's actually kind of cool. Oh, I like that how they, makes sense. Yeah, I like how they did that little little theme for Darkrai. That is really cool because for Shaman they were just like, oh, here you go. Yeah, here's Oak's like. letter. <laughs> I think they did Shaman first. They're like, here you fuckers, go. You've already got <laughs> Shaman anyway, probably. Because I, I was going to say because like they just made it readily available in Arceus, so you know for Dex completion purposes, I guess. But it, it's so funny that Arceus as well makes. A lot of the like one-time event mons like no longer so. Like sure, you can only like get them once, or if we're talking like Manaphy and Fionn. Uh, yeah, you get three Fionn. You get like. Three I mean, of well, them. I mean, you can get as many Fionns as you want because of Ditto. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I forgot you could breed those. Yeah, you could breed. You could just have a, a fucking factory full of Fionn. <laughs> this is my Fionn factory. That's why everything's blue. But yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and that cage right there is where the Manaphy and Ditto are. Do not interrupt them. Do, do not. not. <laughs> do not proceed. <laughs> oh, man. Good Lord. I'll talk about Arceus more in depth like later on, though. Yes, we will be talking Arceus a little bit more in depth later on. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Thank God Gearbox actually is doing this. They announced that the game will have full platform cross compatibility at launch. This includes PlayStation, who have been fucking bitches about this. We're finally. They're they finally really have. doing it. I'm so happy because I can play it's it on PlayStation. Time. I can actually play it on PlayStation and go over the Platinum Trophy now without any issues. That's <laughs> and play it with my friends. Because, good Lord. I know one thing. That my one roommate, uh, some of you might know is Bad Lex, uh, another Sonic Adventure DX speedrunner. He plays Fortnite a lot in his free time. And the one thing he complained about was the fact that, like, if you have an account that you made on, like, any other platform, pretty much, if you try to play the PlayStation version after you've already played it, like, on PC or Switch or whatever, they just simply will not let you. <laughs> it's really stupid. But if you had an Xbox, it would still let him like the same way if you were to boot it up on Switch. <laughs> uh, Humble Bundles stand with Ukraine bundle uh, that raised over two million dollars in less than a day. Yo, let's go. And uh, I believe it's like f- uh, for uh, 51. I think around 51 dollars, give or take for 150 something games. That's amazing. I can't remember what some of the exact games were. I looked at it yesterday, and I should have wrote down what some of the like, the bigger titles were, but uh, you can check that out. Uh, also, itch.io's bundle is now over their uh, relief, their Ukraine pack. That raised over $6 million uh, at, uh, overall. So, good job. And that one gave you like a thousand plus games. Yeah, For like wow. 10 bucks at minimum. That's actually amazing like <laughs> wow or was it a hundred plus I, it was a lot of games regardless uh one of them was one of uh that one had like celeste and skatebird i can tell you that much oh my gosh that is already a bang for your buck just for the fact that celeste is in there uh overwatch 2 their beta has officially been set for april 26 finally for people who want to have been waiting on overwatch 2 ever since they announced it uh, congrats, it's finally getting closer. It's still going to be the same game as Overwatch 1, though. <laughs> I've, I've heard that, like, the main criticism for Overwatch 2 is that it it's just Overwatch 1+. Plus. Like, yeah. <laughs> is honestly, what I've heard. Yeah. 
It really is. Like, it's basically if you booted up red and blue, but then you played yellow. Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, essentially. It's like, oh, there's some story elements that are different, but this is still Gen 1 and this is still Kanto. Like... Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, look, they have a little, a little few different character sprites. That's cool. <laughs> yep. The crit mechanic is still broken. Like, you know. <laughs> uh, Elden Ring, the mods are finally here. Uh, you can now mod your game. I think you could do that a while ago, but uh, they're they're taking full swing because Thomas the Dank Engine is back. Yes. It, it, and uh, you could, I think, uh, you can turn a couple enemies into the tank and you can become the tank as well. Oh, all I ever wanted was to play as Thomas smoking a blunt in Elden Ring at like high res, like 1080 or what is it? 4K, 4K like. resolution. <laughs> Thomas, the tank engine, bright blue, choo choo. He'd choo choo off his rocker. Like exactly. Completely blitzed out. Just slaying whatever you slay in Elden Ring because I haven't watched that much Elden Ring. I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> I know it's a Souls game. So I know that you slay things and things often slay you first. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. That's a great way to put uh, it. Yeah. Uh, rapid firing through these next batch. Concerned Ape, they're now self-publishing Stardew Valley on Android and all the digital platforms, which good for I heard them. about this. It's that's so good. Awesome. It's so good. I'm so happy. I'm, er, er, his name's Eric. Eric Bedore? Not Bedore. It's something else. Eric, Eric Stardew. No. Yeah. Eric Star. <laughs> Star Eric Stardew Valley. That's <laughs> his full name. His full name. <laughs> legal name. I. This dude is a legend. Like, good on him. Like, literally, Stardew, little indie game that blew up, and it's still amazing, and it's still incredible what they're adding to it today. Like, and uh, he's working on another game as well now with uh, Haunted Chocolatier. That's awesome. Haunted Chocolatier oh, looks amazing with what he's shown so far. Ooh, I have to check it out. I've not seen anything about it. it, it you, you, you're a chocolate mate. You're Willy Wonka in a Haunted Chocolate Factory, but the ghosts are your friends, and there's this door that takes you to essentially, like... The like the caves in Stardew, it's essentially like that, and you just go kill things, and you put what they drop in your chocolate. That premise actually does sound pretty cool because, like, I'm just thinking of all the, like the different kinds of enemies that can just come over the base of like, you know, chocolate. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm fighting a Hershey bar, but its health bar is like <laughs> huge because it's like a cane size. <laughs> uh, there are like there's slimes. You can kill a slime, put the slime in the chocolate. Delicious. Oh my god, that's a caramel. Oh. <laughs> yes! <laughs> it's just chocolate caramel at that point. Oh, that's perfect. Uh, EA, they will not have a main stage show at this year's E3. Oh, thank god. Uh, anyway. Instead, they'll just be doing some smaller <laughs> events scattered throughout the year, from the sound of it. Considering that EA only has, like, other than their sports games, they only have, like, what, two big series, I think, outside of that. I think that is honestly for the best. Like I yeah. think they're gonna be they're gonna be fine when they release like 2K 2023 and FIFA 2085 and everything <laughs> else. Like <laughs> exactly. I I feel like they're doing this. Uh, I feel like we'll just see a, like a special EA Star Wars event to talk about because we know that uh, Jedi Fallen Order two is coming and two other Star Wars games that they're doing. So I feel like they might they might do something like that for just all the Star Wars games that they're working on. Yeah, I forgot one of their big series was licensed, but yeah, Star Wars, and I don't, I don't know if 
Battlefield is still like even Battlefront Two is still popular, there. but I don't think they're gonna do a Battlefront Three, a modern oh, Battlefront. Battle okay, yeah. Uh, Doctor Disrespect now has zero of my respect as he's selling NFTs. Bad, bad. Not no. Thumbs down. NFT. It's beta access to his non-existent game. Uh, uh, because he he has a game coming out and it's beta access to the game that still doesn't exist yet. Yeah. No fucking thanks. <laughs> Ma- the slight mention of just NFTs it really brings your it really it brings like how people think of you from like uh from very high to just like oh you, you you're one of those. Yeah, now. it's one of those things where it's just like you look at it and you're just like all right, so you you have all these things about. Like, how much you want to help the environment and all this stuff. And then you invest in NFTs, which completely makes anything you said about that baseless. It's like the one thing, um, like, Gorillaz is one of my favorite bands. The one thing, I have no idea, I haven't really kept up with it. If they're still going, if they're still doing it or still going to do it, I don't know if they ever actually went through with it. They made an album called Plastic Beach, which is all about, like, you know how bad the environment was with like plastic being a huge problem and all that stuff. And then they announced in like 2021, like I think it was in the summer that they're getting that they're investing in NFTs and they're going to release their own or something like that. And like that completely defeats the purpose of what that album was even about. Like, yeah, like what even like, please have clear values like don't give me mixed feelings here it's like a bad x like good lord <laughs> um and the de- lastly for video game news the dead space reboot now has a target window of early 2023 now dead space is something i have not heard in quite some time not since like i, I don't know maybe the, like the beginning of like the switch <laughs> like in 2017 i think is the last time i heard anything oh, yeah. about Dead space <laughs> um yeah uh they they teased it last year uh or they announced that like hey dead space coming back and now we have a set release or a, 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 a general idea as long as nothing gets delayed fingers crossed i suppose because fingers things... crossed i i think we'll see it at least in 2023 early yeah. 2023 maybe uh, in the world of TCG for Pokemon, Pokemon Go, their TCG set is, will release in the summer in waves starting July 1st. And there's like going to be like 10 waves to that uh, TCG set. All I'm really curious, well. like what even Pokemon Go ones are going to be like. Like, I imagine it's just going to be the same with like, yeah, you just know, like with artwork, Pokemon but... Go type things. I think they're using like, I think there's like going to be like AR art that is used on the cards. That one makes sense. Like, it's just going to be... Imagine, it's just a picture of a real-ass cafe, and then there's just Charmander. Yeah, there's just Charmander! <laughs> like, it's not even drawn in or anything. It's literally it's just, just the model. Exactly! <laughs> it's just the same model. And Astral Radiance, which is the next TCG set, that's got a release date of May 27th, and that will include some of the Hisuian forms of Pokemon. Everyone's going to be fiending for... Husuian's or Zoroark, like full art or something like that. Like a full art card of that or one of the nobles, like Hisuian Lilligant or uh, Electrode. In the world of Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, for Master Duel, hey, we have a new event happening in the game. The NR Normal Rare Festival event starts Wednesday the 23rd, uh, where you can gain 2,300 gems for getting 10,000 points in the event. 
And uh, from 10,000 to 20,000, you get 20 legacy tickets, uh, which are basically free cards that you can't dismantle. They're, they're either going to be good cards or really bad cards. I can't tell you what it's going to be, though, but Jeez. yeah. Uh, if uh, the la- if the Xyz Festival legacy booster packs told us anything, they're not going to be as they're not going to be great. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> uh, Speed Duel. As for what else is coming out for Yu Gi Oh, Speed Duel GX Duel Academy box come is actually out now. Uh, that came out on the 18th. Tactical Masters comes out June 10th. The Legendary Duelist Season 3 Collectible Dice and some packs come out June 24th. Power of the Elements is still stated for some time this year. And Elemental Hero Accessories come out August 5th. Pre-order for those is available now. And in Magic the Gathering, the Secret Lair Street Fighter um, cards are now closed for pre-order. They uh, ended on the 18th as well. I forgot that was a thing. If you got those pre-ordered, congrats. You can now use Ryu in Magic the Gathering, probably. (laughs) I forgot that was a thing that was happening. Like, I think I heard about it like through the grapevine like twice on Twitter because I just saw like Ryu with this like I don't know this creature like I don't know but <laughs> I don't know that about magic like I just saw Ryu on a magic card and I was just like is this like is this official like <laughs> they're teaming up with like a bunch of things and they're putting out secret layer packs and whatnot so kind of cool really cool I feel like the perfect series for magic to kind of collab with if they're gonna collab with like game franchises is like monster hunter i think they i want to say they like i want to say that like they did that already actually i feel like i remember reporting that dan i'm behind the curve <laughs> i feel like they did I, I again like it just makes sense that they did already but then again i might be wrong all right when's the sonic collab <laughs> <laughs> there's that there we go that's what we're all waiting for it's gonna be blaze because she's the only one that has like well i guess and shadow now, too, but and now i tap you know. three blue mana to bring out <laughs> sonic <laughs> yeah and his powers is just the electric powers from the movie like <laughs> and, uh and lastly in board game tabletop news uh first a play test is underway for D fifth edition uh, for the old Dragonlance setting, which was back in the first edition of the game and was made a novel series, uh, it only includes the new Kender race, Lunar Magic Sorcerer subclass, new backgrounds, new feats, and the like. So if you've got uh, D&D stuff that you want to try out, hey, there's, there's some new things you can test with. And Villainous, the popular Disney board game, uh, is getting a Star Wars expansion that includes Darth Vader, Kylo Ren, Asajj Ventress, General Grievous, and Moff Gideon. The Power of the Dark Side that will be out for retail summer 2022 for $39.99 US dollars. And that's the Week in Review. Taking a look at the week ahead for what games are coming out, here's what should be on your radar for March 21st to 25th. From AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar. Starting off, no game releases on the Monday, but on Tuesday, Kraken Academy comes to the Series X, Xbox One, and Switch, and Rune Factory 5 comes out for the Switch. No game releases on Wednesday, but on Thursday, A Memoir Blue comes to everything. The Ascent comes to the PS5 and PS4. Expedition Zero comes to the PC, and Lumote, the Master Chronicles, comes to the PC, PS4, Xbox One, Stadia, and Switch. And lastly, Friday, the big day for 
so many reasons. Three big games coming out. Uh, for next-gen, Ghostwire Tokyo for the PlayStation 5 and PC drops. Kirby in the Forgotten Land comes out for the Switch. And Tiny Tina's Wonderlands comes out on everything but the Switch. Friday is going to be wild. Friday is a big day, and I'm getting two of those three games. God, Kirby is finally in our grasp. Fully 3D Kirby. Fully 3D Kirby. Something that's been teased since I want to say it was E3 2001, uh, because it was the one showing off like what the GameCube can do. Oh yeah, and like that's the first time that 3D Kirby was ever like super teased, and it's wild that nearly, oh my god, like 21 years later, we're finally getting like a full fledged 3D Kirby. Yeah, it, that's crazy. Have you played the demo? I've not played the demo, but I definitely want to because I I would say do uh, because it, once you do it, you get two codes. Oh, let's go. Um, I don't. I believe that the codes are the same for everything. So even if you don't play the demo, I think you can use. I think you can use the codes, but I don't know if it like looks for like demo data to use the codes. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's, so that's why. That's, that's why really I would cool. recommend if you're gonna get Kirby, play the demo because you can get some bonus stuff just by do- playing it. Hell yeah. I'm so looking forward to Kirby in the Forgotten Land. I think it's going to be a great game. I'm excited for Waddle D-Town. You can fuck... The fact that you can hit up on the D-pad and Kirby does his signature taunt. That's amazing. Yeah, you can just wave to the other Waddle Ds and stuff like that. And they wave back. That's so cute. It's it is so good. It's, it's too cute. This, yes. this game is this game is honestly too cute because the main like dog enemies are also like fucking adorable. Yeah, like those things are so adorable. I love them. Kirby just murders them. He just eats <laughs> three of them and then a car. And then a car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. mouthful, mouthful mode is great. Like oh, in the tutorial, so like in the tutorial, you get Carby, you get vending machine B, you get cone B. I think those are the three. Oh no! And then there's like you you uh, suck on this like or sphere, and you just just to, just to open it. There's the ring thing too. Yeah, there's where, like gonna be a uh, ring. There's like a air glider. There's like a roller coaster you inhale. Oh my god, the vending machine. The vending machine's great. <laughs> the vending machine is like a successor to the fridge. I feel. <laughs> yes. Uh yeah, it's it's great. I am I'm excited. I, a lot of people are excited for this game. I think we're both on that list. Yes, likewise. I oh my gosh, I love Kirby games. Like Kirby's the one series I think that I can honestly say I look at its entire game catalog, and yeah, you have some different kinds of games in there, but there's never been a bad Kirby game. Like saying that here and now, never been a bad Kirby game. As much as like I like Kirby, I've maybe only played like the last like mainline Kirby game I played full and full was Kirby Squeak Squad. Yo, Squeak Squad I heard was really good. It was I good for a child it, like but... me though. For a child who didn't understand like full concepts of video games, it was hard at times. Full- I I never touched anything that came out past that. I think what's from a call. I played Star Allies fairly recently actually. I played Star Allies like in the last like year or so. And that was really fun. A lot better when you're collabing with someone, I will say, because when I was playing with my one friend like uh her and I 
played through the entire game in several sessions, and it was a really fun time. Adeline kept dying, but otherwise... <laughs> like it was pretty it was pretty good her, nice. her box was just too big for certain sections <laughs> oh, just, great. oh my god there's just this one section in the game where it's like two cogs moving and you have to get through like when the cogs are in a certain position so you don't get crushed and adeline just could never do it <laughs> she couldn't do it like <laughs> you just get getting crushed it's great uh well with that it's time for us to now move on to the main focus of today's episode. Here's what we're talking about this week in the Game Lounge. Covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests, here's what's going down this week in the Game Lounge. And to kick us off, uh, Matoy, if you want to intro our first uh, subject here. Sure thing. One of the things that I wanted to talk about was um, arbitrary categories in speedrunning. And with arbitrary categories i feel like it's more of a broad term than one that has a strict definition yes definitely so what would you to, to start us off how would you classify an arbitrary category so a lot of people like to refer to arbitrary categories as kind of like meme categories ah, but, like hold um, a, like hold a dog percent in twilight princess yeah i was gonna mention that or what is it like uh, dank percent in Ocarina of Time? <laughs> dank percent is so funny. I love dank percent. It's funny because those runs aren't even like that's still a fairly complicated speed run. <laughs> it's like not even like, the speed run itself isn't even like that much of a joke because you still have to do some complicated stuff. Like, yeah, to get to <laughs> to get the set items and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and even for that animation to happen because it's not your like Link isn't supposed to be holding an item like that while playing the ocarina. So like, <laughs> uh, there was another one that's like, oh, it's like Breath of the Wild has one with a fairly long name that's called Butter Dog Dog with the Butter on him percent. <laughs> butter Dog Dog with the Butter. Yeah, I, I know I know the dog, original meme. Dog with the Butter. <laughs> Wait, what what is what's the what's the goal of that one? That one is to literally get butter like as fast as you can and find a dog and to drop butter on him. <laughs> and it takes like a half hour. <laughs> it's oh basically any percent. It takes it's like the same length. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. Oh my oh god. Oh god, yeah. I've watched uh Alexandra Lynn play that category a couple times before, and she's a wonderful Breath of the Wild speedrunner, up and comer for sure. So if you're interested in Breath of the Wild stuff, highly recommend her. So what do you think it is about these categories that make them so great to watch and but or maybe not so great to watch at times? So I think where the discrepancy comes in, right, is where uh, these meme categories have like a leaderboard. Um, I understand why it can bother some people like having like a quote unquote competitive leaderboard for it. But I think it's mostly just to track the times of these silly categories, because a lot of the times these meme categories aren't on the main boards. Um, for those who don't know, speedrun.com separates you have the option to have category extensions, which are more where you get like the arbitrary stuff. So, for example, like outside of meme categories, you have like uh, using alt like alternative mains in Pokemon games like for Sword and Shield. Some of the category extensions are like, oh, uh, we're going to play the game using only Cinderace or only Inteleon or 
only uh, Vioplume or something like that. What makes them great is you don't get to see them a lot, like in uh, big marathons and stuff like that. Like we had a thing, I think there was a marathon called Mimathon specifically for this stuff a while back, but I believe there was only ever two of them. Shout out to Tudos, by the way, because it was one of the main creators of that DK64 runner. Point I'm getting at with it is I think what the discrepancy comes in is it being uh, competitive to some people and some people taking it way too seriously. So I think that's where some of the not so great stuff comes in. I personally love arbitrary categories. I think there's a place for them in speedrunning, like all over the place. But I don't want to say that that's oversaturated because in the grand scheme of things, you still have the main categories are the things that you mostly see. The only thing that I can think of that really didn't get any gripes recently was that SGDQ last year, I want to say, where JCOG did the run of Paper Mario and it was stop and swap percent, where it, half the run uses Ocarina of Time setups to manipulate uh, arbitrary code in Paper Mario to beat the game as fast as possible. Huh. It's a really intricate run. It's really, really fun to watch. Now you can do uh, arbitrary code execution without Ocarina of Time, but it's still a really fun run to watch in Stop and Swap. So I think what makes these categories great is just how unique they are. You see strats that you would not otherwise see because of either them being outdated or them just not being useful in normal speedruns of said game. Definitely. It's definitely... And then you have runs like another one that I want to go back to that uh, Liam, we had Liam done on last season. Uh, and he, he introduced me to sex percent in SA2. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't know what that one is. I know a vast majority of categories from multiple 3D Sonic games, but please enlighten me on what sex percent is supposed to be. So sex percent, be. it's a, a chow extension, believe it or not. And you just you, you breed chow. Okay, it's, it's that's like it. You, it's the fastest you know, to breed I, a single chow. I definitely should have just thought that's what it was. It was probably something chow related. Just you know, didn't think anything of it. I was thinking like, is it a certain cutscene that everybody means <laughs> <about>? like? <laughs> like, do we have to go to darker hero story and just specifically? either beat Meteor Herd or <laughs> Mad Space, <laughs> depending. God. Jeez. Um, it's it's great. Does does Sadex have any arbitrary categories? So, yeah. Um, Sadex has some. Most of them are, uh, I will say most of them are like practice, practice categories. Like, uh, for instance, you have ones that are like um, KAG or TBSS which KAG stands for uh, Knuckles Amy Gamma. That's a category that I'm kind of obsessed with. It's just a really fun romp of going through Knuckles' story, Amy's story, and Gamma's story, but not having to do the full game and not having to go through uh, all, every all-stories run dying like in Tales story, so you have to redo all of Sonic story again. You know, <laughs> you don't have to deal with that in this category. Um, and then TBS, which is Tails, Big, and Supersonic, 
uh, TBSS. It used to just be called TBS, but you know, maybe there's discrepancies with like the TV network or something. I don't know. Oh, probably. But- <laughs> <laughs> forgot, I forgot. Yeah, TV. The, I'm, uh, I'm so not used to that because I'm a Canadian, so we don't get TBS up here. No, yeah, I, I, I don't think like. Half the Sonic community who's like French probably don't get that meme either. But yeah, TBS <laughs> is a uh, it's a network, I believe, in the US and the UK. And it's it's just funny every time I heard someone doing TBS runs. And I'm like, wow, they're on TV. Crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, damn, I get to watch Nimputs on my television on cable. Yo, like, let's go. <laughs> shout out to Nimputs. But the, yeah, there's like other practice categories like Knuckle Centurion which is just doing 20 of every knuckle stage in the game for the sake of practicing. Uh, that includes Lost World, even though Lost World is just like, you don't grab... Spoilers, you don't grab any emeralds. Pieces in Lost World. In Lost World, <laughs> yeah, you, no pieces. You clip, you clip out and then you go to where Sonic ends his level with knuckles and you do it. Congratulations. You just, you just skip all the pieces and you're just like, oh, well, sorry for giving Takal a heart attack. I'm sure she won't mind. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, you got your Knuckles 20s, and then you have some of your arbitrary categories in here, I guess, would be like Fast Statics, where Fast Statics, I believe, it just takes out like um, mostly auto scroller stuff like Chaos 4, uh, the two Sky Chases, and stuff like that uh, for Sonic Story specifically. And then you have uh, 20 Emblem, 40 Emblem, uh, 125 Emblem, which is just 130 Emblem without Chow stuff. Okay, yeah. Sort of like how there's the. 171 in SA2, I think it is. Yeah, SA2 is 171 because they have more emblems that are tied to Chow and that are also take a lot longer. Oh, like, yeah. Than they do in Statics. Like, oh, the- trust. We, we've had thorough discussions about Chow from both Liam and Trader who have been on the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've seen that uh, both of them have been on this podcast like several times before and all that stuff. So that's really cool. Uh, we have in Statics, I think the biggest meme categories we probably have that are actual memes, I guess, is, I guess, all missions. Because why would you? Like, you know, there's no reason to really do them. Like, outside of, like, max percent completion, I guess. But on the actual boards, we don't really have any meme categories. But there are ones that... uh that aren't on boards that uh Balix and I have been experimenting with and I won't like completely give away any like intricate stuff as to what they are okay um like as far as like actual strats and stuff but we've okay. been working on spin dashless for Sonic oh that's cool which it's actually kind of incredible the stuff we're still able to do without spin dashes considering how heavy uh how heavily the run uses them like, yeah it's actually kind of crazy the some of the stuff you can still pull off like it's wild and then another thing uh sonic and the glitchless gauntlet was recently announced for the next fast pace for headspace uh event and that is going to be on the games done quick channel and for that bellix and i have been toying with the idea of submitting uh no out of bounds for sonic story Ooh. which it's going to be a bit different to where some people might be familiar with restricted skips for Sonic Adventure 2 for Hero and Dark Story. And for Sonic Heroes, how you have for every story, you have limited text selection. Yeah, LTS. 
Yeah, LTS, where most commonly you see it in like Team Sonic or Team Rose, probably the most popular categories in LTS. But uh, from what I've seen, with no out of bounds, it's going to be a bit tricky what is going to be considered like out of bounds and what isn't. Stuff like Windy Valley skip and the Casinoopolis skip are going to be banned uh, from what we've been discussing. But. Uh, stuff that is like, uh, let's see, like Final Eggs would also be banned. Stuff like Snake Skip for Lost World wouldn't be banned because you don't go out of bounds for it. It's just a big skip that you are able to do within the bounds of the level. Yes. So like a lot of that stuff. And you'll also be seeing like some older strats as well for like alternative stuff that like you don't see anymore because, uh, you know, like a lot of it, like Windy Valley Skip kind of, gets rid of like the old skips so because it just skips the entire level so you'll get to see old windy valley like as optimal as possible that's cool like you'll get basically you'll get to see more of the levels while still going as fast as you can and while still being in a really good time threshold so i really like arbitrary categories in general arbitrary categories are fun I think, especially, like I mentioned before, games like Pokemon, I think, really benefit from it because you get to use all these different kinds of Pokemon you would never have thought to run through. That's why I love Hacktmon so much. You start the game with, like, uh, let's say, let's say Rattata, sure. Like, you run through the entire game with Rattata, but you have strats that you use, whether it be X items or... Oh, yeah, Rattata has, like, you have to teach it this TM because we can't hit ghosts. So we have to abuse X specials and also teach it, like, Bubble Beam. Like, I think it's really interesting, a lot of arbitrary categories out there. And I think every single game, like, well, first I want to say, every single game out there can be speedruns, even can be speedrun, even if it's on rails, like Star Fox 64, for example. Yeah. And every game can have a meme category. Like, I just mentioned Star Fox 64. Let's say destroy all the asteroids in the asteroid belt or something, which sounds <laughs> impossible, might even be impossible, but that could be a category. Ah, yes. <laughs> you can have uh, melt in the fire level because you are constantly losing health in that level. So you purposely die as soon as you get there. And that's where the run ends or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> God, There's just so many things you can do. <laughs> God, I, I, I feel like uh, I wish that there was just like, I don't know, like a speed running like category extension board. Put me on that board because I can think of some <laughs> stupid things that could be arbitrary categories. I'm waiting for like a spiritual successor to Mimathon or for Mimathon to just somehow come back because like that would be so fun to just see all these meme runs like. Some of the Sonic runs you could do are, like, so funny, too. I'm sure you could do one in specifically any of the classic Sonic games where you get stuck in a specific wall in a funny way and just have that be the category. I want uh, <laughs> um, Froggy Percent in Sonic Heroes where you stop the run the second Big says Froggy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so it stops in, like... Well, I guess he doesn't say it in Seagate, but I guess you stop it literally as soon as you get to Seaside Hill. Essentially. Or if he doesn't say it, then I know he says it in the beginning of Ocean Palace. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a long run. <laughs> yeah. or And then you have like 10 froggy percent or something. It's just like you, you could have like 
Uh, that one, that one's funny to me because it's just like how, how many times Big says Froggy in that is great. Imagine what would Char be where you just like <laughs> you start the run and then it ends because you you uh, the meme category is just C C C C percent. You you go to the run and then as soon as Charmy says C C C C, you just end. Oh my god! That would be feel... a very competitive category because all you're doing is watching half a cutscene. Yes, so like <laughs> gun, uh, gun percent in Shadow the Hedgehog. Wait, is that it? Wait, is that an... oh actually? Is that that one might be real? I feel say that out loud. It feels like I'm, I'm hold. I'm gonna check. Speedrun.com. Hold so on Shadow a is actually. I have been. I, I ran. Um, what should I call it? Oh, there is a ton of. There's a ton of um let's see no warps uh now this blindfolded any percent though which is wild to me any percent no jump button sounds interesting I love how they threw all endings in the category extensions and not the main boards also <laughs> just because of how tedious it is only four like, only four only four hours though that's actually surprisingly not bad that's because Zeddy is goaded like Blazin Zeddy is an amazing runner of Shadow the Hedgehog and is absolutely goaded at the ca- uh, at this game. Okay. Like so c- considering him and Azrael are the only two runs submitted from 5 years ago, I I, I believe it. Like I believe that nobody else could probably get like mi- like unless they really grind at it, I feel like a sub 8 is pushing it <laughs> for all endings. <laughs> Yo, and like only five, just sub six hours for one hundred percent no library. My God! Wow, that's that's actually incredible. That's actually kind of crazy. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, considering Zenny's the only person that I know of that did like a segmented speed run of literally a hundred percent in everything in the game, all three hundred and something endings, and. It took, I want to say the re- the Reddit thread is still there, but it took him something like 50, 52 to 56 days. I know it's in the 50s. Yeah, it was very, very, very long segmented run. Wow. So that's naughty. Yeah, it's actual. it's absolutely wild. Like, gosh, I just can't wait to do more arbitrary runs for Sadix and honestly for Sonic R as well. That's a game that should have more arbitrary categories and doesn't. So god damn it, I'm going to make a Tails doll run and I'm, I'm going to race Risu in it one day. <laughs> Let's a, go. Mark my words. <laughs> Actually, um if you don't mind, I do want to quickly switch over to a thing. Uh you were at uh the most recent GDQ. Yeah, I commentated for Risu Sonic R speed run alongside uh Daily, who's a longtime runner of the uh, in Silver Sheep, who has commentated her runs like uh a lot, a lot over the years and all that. So that was a fun time. Got to tell the folks at home watching GDQ a fun piece of trivia relating to Tails. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was good. I liked the run. I, I watched. I watched all of Sonic Block for the first time ever live. Yeah, oh, it was, was really so fun. It was really that good. Sonic Block was so fun. Like Wagers' run for Sonic Story was incredible. Yes, it was. Uh, they yes. all seemed like they had a good time. Badlex, Argic, um, and also the Sonic Four co-op run with Argic and Amber. That was great. Uh, also, the fact just Ar- I like I love Argic's commitment to just the Sonic suit. <laughs> the fact that 
Both of them got world record while Argic was in the suit is so funny. It absolutely like, is. <laughs> it is so funny. Like, you got this man who walk like imagine this man walks in and <laughs> oh my god. His friend the VTuber. And they're they're just <laughs> they're getting world records. And also, like, it's an unconventional pair, and it's so good. It's so, it's so good. good. And they both love Sonic games, and also Fast Pace. One to uh, point out that Amber is actually the organizer of it. They are actually uh, they organized Fast Pace fairly recently, and uh, yeah, that's what Sonic and the Glitchless Gauntlet is being hosted by on the GDQ channel, hosted by Fast Pace Events. It's gonna be fun. Definitely is. Um, anything else you want to add to arbitrary speedruns, just speedruns in general, before we move on to the second topic? Uh, if you haven't tried one out and you're a speedrunner, try one out. If you are not a speedrunner, try one out anyway. It's a good way to kind of get into runs, to be honest. Like, because a lot of them aren't too hard compared to the main games. They, they're, they can be relatively short, and they're just a fun time. Literally, like, I can tell you the easiest one probably for any game is die percent. Like, you know? I forget. Like, there's always the certain, certain <laughs> Yo, that that has to be something for like all the Dark Souls games. Oh my god. It has to, right? Like, it has to. If it's not, why is it not? Like like I I could imagine that leaderboard of like everybody having like the same like for like the top ten times at least, having like the same second mark, and then just like be off by like the milliseconds, honestly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> like, I also recently discovered, I never knew it, but Yoshi's story has an insta-kill button. Like, it has an insta-kill button combo. What? So I think that would be just a funny, like, I don't know if a lot of people know about it. Is that what, Yo is that what Yoshi gets for committing tax fraud? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The shy guys are after him. Like, <laughs> the shy guys are after him. So he hits the insta-kill button to be like, no, you can't get me now. God. I'm playing dead. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. It was so funny because I was just researching because, you know, I, it, we have the uh, expansion pack now on Switch. So I was like, okay, I'm going to see if I remember how to get the white and black Yoshi because I don't remember how to do it. And then I found out that that was a thing. There's a kill button. So I'm like, is this really a thing? This can't be. This has to be fake, right? Like whoever wrote this. But no, it's real. I found out pretty quickly that it was a real thing. <laughs> Like, this is a Yoshi game. Can we calm down a little bit? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo, this is a Yoshi game. Please stop. You're concerning the children. Oh, it's so funny. Like, I didn't expect it. I'm like, okay, sure. And they, and they say Nintendo's for kids. Please. I, Good I, Lord. Yoshi can kill himself at any time. Did you know that? <laughs> a glances Checkmate. at Metroid as well. Like, <laughs> God. If you look at Samus's origin story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, moving on to the second topic. We're talking Pokemon. Love talking Pokemon here on the podcast. P-O-K-E-M-O-N. Pokemon. Pokemon. Here we are. Here we are. Uh, and I feel like the best place to start, Legends Arceus. Great game. I'm taking... You've... Uh, how Have you completed the entire game? What's your yes. progress in it? Yes. I pretty much, uh, the only thing I haven't done really is get a 10 in every dex entry because that's very grindy. You After haven't doing like the amount, 
than I needed to for uh, getting all the stars. Like, <laughs> really? I'm surprised. Like, it only took me 65 hours. Oh and I yeah, I got everything. I got distracted a lot. Let okay, me put it to enough. you this way: fair <laughs> I enough. I put 125 hours into it, and I got distracted by a lot. I was wow. in the first area probably for a good. 25 or so hours before i moved on honestly i think yeah the first that first area i think i was there for like a good 10 plus hours honest to god i definitely spent a lot of time doing either side stuff or doing uh just catching things honestly like i was telling a couple friends uh from user friendly a couple times that there were times where i was literally just in the first area catching things uh and i ended up with like 90 beatoof and like <laughs> I had like 90 Bidoof, I had 60 boxes shinks, like Bidoof. <laughs> exactly. Three and boxes of Bidoof. <laughs> exactly. I didn't get a single shiny either, because this was oh. like way back at the beginning of the game, but my goodness. And then I spent like forever trying to catch the first uh Alpha Rapidash. Like <laughs> Oh yeah. Didn't realize that, that thing was gonna be like level 40. Like, goddamn. And then them introducing me to alphas, I was like, oh, I already. Yeah, already I've already dealt with a couple. <laughs> like, I think it's crazy. This thing's a lot less leveled than the Rapid Ash was. Like, yeah. Good lord. Uh, did you play the Daybreak stuff? I haven't really been. Uh, I haven't had the time recently to play like a lot of it, but I have gotten to some of the mass, uh, massive mass outbreaks. The massive mass outbreaks have been fun, and uh, honestly, the thresholds for like finding out what is where isn't that bad. Like aguave berries are pretty common, so you don't have like like you have a ton of resources to try and get them. Uh, so literally, just feeding them the munchlax and finding out where stuff is isn't too bad of a hassle. Uh, I mostly just been going to them because I really want shinies. I yeah. caught so many uh quilava like <laughs> there was so many quilava around and immediately after is just the hisuian typhlosion like massive mass outbreaks those things do not like getting caught by the way good lord you could be like 50 feet away from them and one of them will see you and be like hey <laughs> like get out of here <laughs> like <laughs> i'll be like bro i'm in the grass like i have a smoke bomb up also for extra protection i'm 50 feet away from you how are you seeing me <laughs> how like, are you seeing me i've gone full john cena mode Exactly. Like, you can't see me. The time is now. Let me catch you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. This game is so good, though. It's like, good. It is so The good. only, like, I know a lot of people say that the graphics, like, really aren't up to part of the other things. I get that, but I don't think, like, when people say the game looks like shit, I don't agree. I'm sorry, but I do not agree. I think the game looks really pretty and stylized. Like, I like the look of this game a lot, and I would have I would have like just backgrounds of it as wallpapers and stuff because I think it looks really really good. I think in general the only oh man I like I know I'm biased but it's hard to pick out something that I in particularly don't enjoy about the game. Maybe if you have like three Pokemon on you and you're like because you, you can fight multiple Pokemon at once with just one, and oftentimes for certain trainer battles it is like that, particularly with Irida or uh, Adamant, but. Uh, the only unfair thing, I guess, uh, is if you use a strong style move 
or even if you don't use a strong style move, depending on your speed stat, you have three mons going first before you can attack. And sometimes one or two or potentially all three of them will go twice because your speed stat is just that low. Yeah. <laughs> it's like waiting six turns before you can move again is really awful. <laughs> yeah, I think that is probably like one of the bigger downsides, but I, it's not like I think that's really honestly about it. Honestly, what did you think of the story? What would you rate the story? I actually really like the story. I think like like for me again, I'm biased. Maybe nothing will ever kind of be as like intense and kind of grasp me as much as the black and white black and white 2 story did. But I really think Legends Arceus does a really, really cool thing with the story and how it's different. And honestly, they don't even they don't pull punches like, damn, Arceus got hands like <laughs> <laughs> because literally the first thing you get to the game and the first interaction you have with like the townspeople are just like, like, lol, you're going to die out there. Like, <laughs> Good luck. Lol, you'll, you're going to come back. You won't come back because you'll be dead. Lol. Like, it's just like, <laughs> bro, like, chill. Bro, I'm a child. Chill, I'm a child. Here. Like, I get it. I'm 15, so I'm not like 10 in this game. But still, like, <laughs> like goddamn. You see, I, I, I still like, find right, it funny that Pokemon die. are like, I find it funny that Pokemon say, it, that the Pokemon come here like, oh yeah, 15, that's a good age for, uh, a kid to just go out and die. They were just like, oh yeah, 15's a good age. You'll make it. You'll be fine, right? Like, you know, you won't have to run away from any You won't potential. find too much offense with somebody saying go kill yourself. <laughs> Basically, like, Jesus Christ. They were just like, they send you out there and they were just like, lol, don't die or do whatever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not my problem. Not my problem. Exactly. That's literally exactly what it was this whole not my problem thing like, God. bro please nobody cares about you in this realm <laughs> my god holy so shit it's so good though it is the good. game is so good i love the character designs by the way like the character designs are honestly like we had some of the best in sun and moon and then sword and shield we had some of the best character designs ever and then they just capitalized on that yeah they definitely did holy shit like the outfit even the outfits you can choose in this game are really good like it's very customizable it's nice and the other thing with it is just i love the character interactions the character interactions are really really great like oh man it's so good like everyone vibe checks you <laughs> who's your favorite character um i think for me i know it's a normie thing to say arizu she's in my top five for sure Arizu is really great. It feels bad that she broke her ankle at one point, but she's a really good character. I think she's both supportive and like, but she also is very speculative. She doesn't, she doesn't just automatically be nice to everybody she interacts with. She just, she, she kind of questions it first. She doesn't just give you the benefit of the doubt. She's just like, all right, you got to prove to me that you're just not like a, a random shitter trainer, like on the streets here. Okay, streets haven't been made yet, but you know what yeah. I mean. Like <laughs> these dirt, these dirt paths that we walk. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I like her a lot, and oh man, I do like Volo. I will say, I think he makes for spoilers, I guess, a little bit, but he makes for a great antagonist in a way. Like, 
I love what they did there, by the way, having like basically the like uh, the role swaps, how Cyrus's ancestor supports you the whole time and how Cynthia's is the villain. Like, it's just so cool to me that they did that. Like, even the version of the theme that plays is just Cynthia's. It's Cynthia's encounter theme combined with her battle theme, but also menacing. Oh, yeah. It's just so goddamn cool. I, I don't love remember. It. Oh God, I'm trying to remember the video, but there was like another parallel that was made between Volo and Cynthia, where unlike where Cynthia's ace is her Garchomp, Volo's ace is his Togekiss. Oh yeah, where it's like you know, uh, between the two, like fairies essentially like light type. Yeah, fairies light of people dra- attribute dragon menacing. So it's, it's like, like it's... they swapped it because Cynthia is very associate. Yeah, in the clothing even. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. White. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. Was all dressed in white. Like the yellow accents are still there on both their outfits, but Cynthia has a completely black outfit, and Volo is completely like white. So it's like they just completely like switched switched it. Same thing with like, I know Garchomp isn't like black, even it's shiny isn't, but it's a navy blue and it's associated with dragons and dragons are associated with like kind of the dark side of the legendaries a lot of the times. And you have Tokus, which is a fairy type. And, you know, obviously they know competitive like they they, they know what Tokus does a dragons a competitive. They know. Yeah, they, they know. know. Like, because they give Volo, like, his ace is Togekiss, and it's essentially a light type, as previously stated, and it's just that swap of things, how, like, Volo has all the light stuff, but he's the antag, and Cynthia has all the dark stuff, but she's the protag. Like, oh, it's so crazy. It's so cool. And the fight itself, it's three phases, essentially. That threw me off so hard. I did not beat Volo the first time because of that. It took me two tries. Like, <laughs> still a fairly low amount compared to what I've yeah, seen. Compa- but like, yes, I, I've seen. I, I think I've watched this like. Oh, I want to say it's like seven yeah. parts now. Just people <laughs> reacting to that fight and then when? getting destroyed <laughs> by it, and they're like, "Oh." I will say when I got through it the second time, I was scraping by. Like, I think I had half health and one Mon left by the time I got to Giratina second phase. My God. Like, it's such a hard fight, but the payoff, like, the music, the way it comes the music, in. The music out, was great. The Giratina second phase music oh. is just so good. Dude, he's just dying, and then the eyes and the guitar comes in, and it's like, haha, you're not done yet, fool. Like, God, wow, like, okay. That was great, great, <laughs> one of the greatest moments in Pokemon right there. And I think I think it's oh, like it's also shit. like Pokemon the company's way of like oh our games are too easy in the biggest debate like in the boss fight like oh my god it was so fun though and so satisfying because you saw Volo it reminded me a little bit of how crazy uh Lysander was going like by oh, the end of the game yeah. and how he was just like no this world needs to be recreated i will not lose like kind of the same way that cyrus did honestly like to more compare yeah. it to gen 4 like i wouldn't say it's about gex's level but definitely yeah, this is a on... whole other level of like i will oh, yeah. murder this <laughs> child right here gexus is a psychopathic maniac like that's a whole other b- story that's, that's a whole like, other <laughs> can of worms to it is part of why i love the antagonistic uh views in 
Gen 5, though, like, holy shit. Gen 5 is so good. But yeah, Arceus, my god. There's so much good in that game. The thing that scared me, I think, the first time I encountered it was Ursaring, much like a lot of people, I'm sure. Like, oh, yeah, look, they're all peaceful and stuff. The one they notice you, they just jive after you. Oh, well, stop, look, look at this little Teddy Ursa. <laughs> I'll just kind of just Teddy Ursa Ursaring. Yeah, in the, the Ursaring is you and they book it. <laughs> Just book it. <laughs> <They're> just like, <laughs> bitch, I'm coming for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> run, boy, run. Like, holy shit. Like, damn, he's after my ass now. It's over. <laughs> Good lord. Volo for me, I actually, I was way over leveled. It was extremely over leveled. And I, like, I was slightly over leveled for Volo, for sure. I was surprised the level gap between him and, uh, whatchamacallit whoever you i think komodo it Com- was, yeah like, komodo, yeah yeah for the end of the main story yeah the level gap there it wasn't that big but it was big enough to where like holy shit i really need to be over leveled for this because if i'm on par i'm gonna die like <laughs> like i think this this was second try for me being over leveled by like 10 to 15 levels so like holy shit it was hard (laughs) i i got through it with uh i got through it one try i did lose but i was also i also i have a a rule i'm like okay i only use three items yeah per thing and i'm like okay guaranteed a second phase i use like one of my tanks i think that i had in my team to just revive my pokemon and then i got through phase two very easily Oh, let's go. I I, oh I was using Samurott. That's who I... That's oh, who okay. I, I was going to ask Samurott. who you had, uh, chose as your starter. Yeah, I went with... Uh, I went with Typhlosion. Hisui and Typhlosion also might be stoned out of his mind, but he looks so cool with the flames. His like, flames look oh, so great. They're so dope. I love the typing, too. Like, I think Fire Ghost is so dope for Typhlosion. Now there's only... I think there's only two of them now. Like, that and Chandelure. Yeah, that and the Chandelure line, yeah. Really cool. I I really I like that a lot. I like when they use I like when they use typings that aren't that are like new. That like there's still like less a conventional they, too. Yeah, less conventional as well. Like Volcanion's typing, I love because it's oh like yeah, water fire, water fire. It's like you would never suspect a Pokemon to do that, but it makes sense because he's the steam po- the steam Pokemon. Yeah, I'm hoping that like uh, we get more of those like crazy type combinations because I think. Uh, the most unique one we got, I think, from Arceus was uh, Electrode. Like, oh Voltorb yeah, Grass Electrode. Electric. Grass Electric is just so cool. It's not just Rotom Mo anymore. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's such a cool type combination. So I hope we get more stuff like that. I'd love to see like Grass Fire. Like, oh my goodness! Like, imagine a move that like is similar to Bullet Seed, hits five times like that, is it just about as weak. Burn. But it has a chance to burn every hit. <laughs> oh, oh god! It'd be toxic, but it'd be funny. <laughs> it'd Only be make tox- it like five percent or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh my god, that'd be great. Oh my god, it'd be the, like the lowest burn chance move in the world, but it would just be so fun when it actually hits. Be like, damn, you got burned by that move. Wild. You know how rare that is. <laughs> my one thing, and I want Pokemon to do this soon. I think I mentioned it before. We still have no word on when Home is getting the compatibility for Arceus or BDSP. Yeah, we really don't. I hope that is. I really hope they that's said soon. early 2022. They did. It's almost but the yet. end of early 2022. <laughs> 
what they're gonna like hit us with like the last definitive date of late 2022 yeah. and that's gonna be like oh yeah uh april uh 30th <laughs> god or like may f- or like i don't know it could be even like they'll just troll us and be like oh yeah may 15th by the way you're like oh okay literally the <laughs> the last viable day of early 2022 <laughs> that you can get away with what do you think you would like to see or where do you think do you think we'll see another legends game maybe eventually i would like to see like even if they don't call it legends right if they start calling it like different things like say we get like pokemon origins johto and it's ho-oh i guess because ho-oh would be the more interesting one i suppose of the two i don't know people have said um, that if we had i i've seen like so much theory on like johto definitely seems like the next best place to do a legends type game yeah and it makes sense because you have the time traveling pokemon celebi yeah like i would love to see johto not just because like i'm nostalgic for johto like it's probably like heart gold and soul silver and also crystal are my favorites like, yeah heart gold uh, soul silver are second my favorite to games. Yeah, second to Gen 5 for me. It used to be, like, before Gen 5, it was, like, my top. But, like, I just love Gen 5, man. Like, (laughs) but uh, (laughs) going back to that, yeah. uh, A full-fledged Johto, the way that Sinnoh looks in Arceus, would be amazing. Like, my god. I I would love to explore the burned tower before it was burned. Yes, when it was still just the brass tower. That would be so cool. Like. And then, like, maybe even getting, like, if we got new Pokemon in it, or maybe even just forms, we get Suiku, Entei, and Raikou, but they're, like, uh, not baby forms, necessarily, but Babies. we get, like, uh, we get, like, the smaller forms of them or whatever. Uh, they're just different forms, kind of like how Fionn is basically a weaker Banaphy, but it's still a mythical, you just, you know, you don't use it. And then you watch them go like, into you know. the tower and die. Oh, my God. And then oh they God. become, and that's, well, that's how they become, like... I believe Suicune, Raikou, and Entei were at, I believe it was like a Flareon, Jolteon, and Vaporeon that were in the tower and they died and then yeah. Ho-Oh brings oh, them back Oh, you can even just life. like have a, you can have a quest where you like catch all three of them too. Like there's no, there's no Eevees like in the game, like you only get one Eevee in the game, but you have a quest for all three of them and then all three of them are like readily available in the wild or something like in post game. Yeah. They could do something like that and that'd be kind of cool, but my goodness, I would love to see like also Jotoian forms, like stuff like that, because I feel like Jet, like Johto and Sinnoh, I feel like are so close in terms of. I mean, yes, they absolutely are. They even prove that in Heart Gold Soul Silver with the Sinjo yeah. ruins. Yeah, with the Sinjo ruins and how it's somehow connected to the ruins of Alf and all that stuff. You can have another unknown side quest, like where it's like kind of the same thing, because I love doing that. You give us give us nine quest. new unknown forms and they're the numbers. <laughs> and they're numbers. Oh, they yo, can, yo, no, make it so ten. Cool. It would have to be ten because you gotta get zero as well. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah. So like, ten, like, ten new, different ten new unknown unknowns. forms. That'd be cool. That would be cool. I'd be down. Yo, what for if that. they were? Uh, oh my god! What if it was just like almost? I almost said Hasuian, but what if it was like Jatoian unknown? And that's how they're all numbers. Oh my like, god. They're all numbers, but they're also like slightly different types. Oh. Like each one is a different type. Imagine. Imagine. <laughs> and they know they can only use hidden power and then one move exclusive to them that is just a different type depending on which one it is. <laughs> kind of like fire, like the pledge moves, I guess. Oh yeah, the pledge moves. 
or I guess it would be more similar to like Judgment for Arceus or uh, Technoblast for Genesect. Yeah. It wouldn't be a super powerful move, but let's say a base 70 move that type is dependent on which unknown you got. Yeah. Be so cool. It'd be cool if they were different colors too. When we got black and blue, what else do you want? (laughs) (laughs) yeah with the shiny yeah yeah exactly that's all you need shiny who barely changes the color at all and just makes it more blue than black exactly here's blue black and here's jet black (laughs) pick your choice (laughs) yeah exactly there it's perfect um do you have any predictions of scarlet and violet uh sprigatito that's the only thing i got no um (laughs) despacito cats i love sprigatito like so I typically choose the fire starter, but there's something about Sprigatito. Sprigatito looks so cute. I think I it's feel gonna, like it's going to evolve into something dope. I, I think it's going to come down to, uh, we talked about this last week, does Sprigatito stay on four legs? Oh, I hope so. I mean, even if it doesn't, I hope it like is one of those things where it's idle animation and it's artwork maybe stand up. And then like, like it's just an idle animation where he's on all fours like normally. But his he has an idle animation maybe where he like stands up for a second, collapses like pause, I guess. I don't know. And then it like <laughs> goes back down. That'd Fair be kind of cute. Yeah. But um I think we're gonna see something that's definitely different. Because it's the first open world Pokemon game that's a main series title that is going like presumably that you're still getting eight badges and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's gonna be what I feel is uh we had a taste of this in Sword and Shield with Wild Area, but they're like, "Hey, what if the like whole Arceus. what if the whole world was a Wild Area?" Yeah, like you could be in towns and still catch stuff. What would be funny too is they implement like how in the trainer battles you're just like, "No, you can't catch that. That's a trainer's Pokemon." Where a trainer literally whacks it away, like if you try to throw it in a one of their Pokemon in the out. Like, Got him. <laughs> Or they like battle, they get really mad at you, or they're just like, hey, that's fucked up. Battle me, kid. Like, <laughs> that'd be so funny. Just like, bro, I'm just hanging out with my munchlax. Leave me alone. Fight me. <laughs> bro, I'm just eating some food with my munchlax. Chill. <laughs> they get so mad. But like, it's like if you do that, you ambush them or something, they get a 30 level increase. They will longer scale with you because they're mad. <laughs> yo, <laughs> like, I am level 50 and I'm level 10. This is going to be great. <laughs> Damn, I really fucked up here, didn't I? Yes, you did, son. Munchlax. <laughs> Give me your you... money, kid. Buy your. <laughs> no more Pokeballs for you. <laughs> no, but I, th- <laughs> I think it's gonna be pretty great though. With how seamless they seem, like they're going to make things between towns and like the routes. Like I imagine, you can literally just be entering a town. The music for the town will start, and you can still catch whatever Mon is like right on the outside skirt because it's literally is like still right there. I mean, I feel like I feel like a great example of what we saw in the trailer: the Swablu's just hanging around on some of like the buildings and whatnot. Oh yeah. Like, those were definitely, like, even just wild ones. Those weren't, like, with a trainer or anything. The one Pikachu in the plaza, too. He was just there. He was just there. Uh, well, we don't know if that one had a trainer or not, but... Oh, uh, true, yeah. Like, the Blissey also kind of looked like it was on its own. Just chilling next to a tree. Definitely excited for... I was, I can't wait to see more. Oh, yeah. I want to see like, what the legendaries are going to be for this region. I want a name for the region as well. I want to know what the name of the region is. I'm so curious because it's very clearly based on Spain, Spain right? Spain and Portugal, yeah. 
maybe before the game like i thought about looking up like maybe spain deities to see if like there's anything that they could base them off of but i also kind of don't want to spoil myself so i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna maybe not research into like what spain's like beliefs are and stuff like that just for not spoiling myself on a pokemon game <laughs> <laughs> i mean i've i've heard theories of like possibly a bull for scarlet Ooh, i could probably i could see it honestly we haven't really had like beast like ones since well i guess dogs count but like but like as like a main know, as like but... a main legendary be- the last yeah. beasts we really got were i guess you could say zashi and zamazenta but that's more like they were like royalty yeah they're more they're more royal dogs you know they're god they're royal guard dogs essentially wolf um yeah wolf good old woofers <laughs> good old borkers borkinsons and all that <laughs> and this one's got a gun Oh my god. Swordbird and Shieldbird though. Oh, no. what, what oh those were char- those were some characters. Shieldbird's hair, okay. That was kinda cool. Swordbird just looks like he has a dick on his head. Like, yeah. <laughs> like he wore the dunce cap that says I'm the dummy. Like <laughs> This man's got a peen hat. <laughs> peen hat. That, that's why the only mon he has is uh Diglett, I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that was the Zace was Doug Trio. Like, oh my god! Yep, triple triple dicks. Oh my god! I will say at least their trader cards, uh, the in the trading card game are cool. Like the full arts for them are pretty cool. But yeah, Scarlet and Violet. I think the games are gonna look pretty de- like pretty damn cool. Stonejourner's in the game, so that's cool, I guess. Yeah. But <laughs> Stonejourner, baby. Use one How if, hard like, is he gonna be to catch this time? Honestly, I'm also really curious because that thing felt like a bitch to catch in Sword and Shield. Like, holy shit! Took me like 40 balls. Fun fact: <laughs> After I caught my one Stonejourner, I bred the fuck out of it, and that's how I complete. And I put that thing in GTS so many times, and that's how <laughs> I got. Mo- that is how I got most of my living decks. Let's go. I might use one if there's no like if there's not too many good rock or ground types by the time I get there. I feel like that area though, where Stonejourner was, literally perfect for Sandaconda. It's yes. got to be there. Like, it's got to be there. There's definitely going to be more Gen 8 Mons than just Stonejourner. And I'm curious about the mix of Mons, because a lot of people are saying it's going to have, like, this, like uh, just predictions. A lot of people are saying that it's going to uh, have the Mons that, like, we, that are still locked in Gen 7 games and stuff like that. Uh, aside from Let's Go, because that's on Switch, but... Um, that are still locked in, like, previous Gens. We're going to get, like, all of them and then some. Makes It would make sense. Yeah, because we already have the and then some part with yeah. uh, what's uh, with Swablu, the Hisuian forms. Like we only saw one screenshot with like Hisuian uh, Zoroark, so we know those are there. But also, just like you know, Stonejourner, the Magnemite. I will say, holy shit, that thing looks so good. That thing was like, so looks like actual metal. shiny, polished, yeah. freshly polished Magnemite. Freshly polished Magnemite hasn't been working in the power plant that long. He's just been chilling. <laughs> He's just chilling. Like, <laughs> absorbing all that electric nodes <laughs> exactly oh my god that also gave me an idea that maybe there's going to be like a industry power plant type of thing like in this uh in this region because we don't know what the theming of this region is going to be because we know that in sword and shield it was kind of industrialization you had all the natural yeah. areas but you had a lot of factories in it too so i'm curious what the theming is going to be here 
I, I don't know. Maybe I should look I see, at what I ha- see this, what's happening I, in I, Spain. I just, yeah, what's <laughs> happening in Spain right now? I, I just I just see the house. And I'm like, oh hey, Encanto. No, yeah, that's a, like that's a really good uh, really good point out because I just watched Encanto like uh, about a month or two ago. It's a great movie. I'm gonna say that. Oh, it's so good. It's such. A it is movie. so good. We don't talk about Bruno, so we know Bruno's not going to be in the game. Like he's be, he's just in the Elite Four still. What what if what, what if Bruno is what if there's a hidden NPC named Bruno in this game? And Dude, that'd be so funny. Him. We don't like other NPCs around him are like we don't talk about him. Like he's <laughs> I, over there. I feel like Pokemon <laughs> could totally capitalize on that because they've referenced other stuff as well in their games before. I feel like I've this heard. is the perfect. Yeah, when you chance. talk to him, he's like. <laughs> He's like, I heard people talking about me for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's that oh simple. It's that simple. Oh, man. It would be cool. like, Because I know like every gen now, it seems like every game, they include a character from a past generation. Let's go did the, the one fairy type uh, girl from Sun and Moon. Oh, um, um, what's her name? I know. Yeah, I for- she's a painter. I always forget her name. Kind of sacrilege that Let's Go didn't have a Smeargle just for her, honestly. Like, <laughs> uh, they had, like, Ingo is an Arceus. Yes. Poor Emmett, by the way. Oh, yeah. Sag. Yeah. Mina, uh, <laughs> by the way. Mina was her name. Oh, Mina. Yeah. Oh, man. She was such a cool, like, a cool, like, she was definitely also, like, the stoner girl in Sun and Moon. Like, it's just, like, just so nonchalant all the time, even when serious situations are happening. Like, oh, Lily's kidnapped. Oh, damn. Damn, that's a shame. (laughs) Want to go smoke some weed, kid? I'm just a child. You're old enough to battle war. You're old enough to use war machines to battle. With me and my fairy types. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. But yeah, uh, you had Grimsley in Sun and Moon, speaking of. Oh, yeah. Uh, They love putting Gen 5 people in these games. (laughs) So who's it going to be in the next game? Who's oh it going to be in the next game? I think it'll be... Eliza. No. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Alder? Alder's like on like his nice it. retirement vacation. He went to Spain. Oh, dude. I can see like a niche character like Alder or Iris even. Like, now, Iris, Iris is a champion. Iris, Iris can't. Like... I just, Iris, unless they could do Iris. They could have like as a secret battle. I mean, you had Jasmine in in Sinnoh, like, and she's a gym leader, so technically she has duties that she's not intending oh, to, clearly. Okay, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know, maybe she was conversing with Volkner about her Ampharos, because Ampharos is an electric type, so... <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, you got but, any medicine? My Ampharos is the lighthouse is sick again. He's like, bro, you have a town literally, like... <laughs> <laughs> not that far away. <laughs> yeah. Cyanwood is not running out of stock, I promise. <laughs> like <laughs> sure it's one guy, but like you don't need that much secret medicine. <laughs> Gosh. I, I really think that maybe we'll get something from a more niche region though. Like maybe we'll get like a kimono girl or something. She's just visiting because the culture is different and she's curious about it. You're just going along with this kimono sister, just <laughs> just in like some foresty area that looks like autumn. Be really cool. Anything else you want to add about Pokemon before we move on to the bonus level? 
Uh, I think that's about it. I've, I've talked, I, I think I've talked everyone's ass off about Pokemon. Uh, Gen 5 Supremacy, uh, Sprigatito, Sprigatito, and also Fricoco is cute, and even Quaxley's cute. Typing might not be that unique, but it's cute. Quaxley's gonna become a JoJo character, Fricoco <laughs> is gonna be a, a spicy little peppery boy, and Sprigatito better be a cat. But on his third evolution. <laughs> I'm calling it. Quaxley's gonna be like it's gonna be a Rowlet situation where it's flying type for its secondary typing for the first two evolutions, and then it's gonna become something like completely different. People like are dragon. suspecting like water steel. Dude, that would also be cool too. I I mean, it's an okay typing. We have Empoleon, but it would be a cool typing to see that. Just like the the wings themselves being like made of steel or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. And then, like, its neck, I guess, could be, like, a whole water jet, essentially. Okay, with that, it's time for us to start closing out the podcast. It's ju- Let's jump into this week's bonus level. Wacky lists, weekly reports, and a look back at video game history. Here's this week's bonus level. And starting off, we got the community corner, where uh, if you go over to my Discord, I get uh, questions submitted uh, on my Discord from you, the listeners. And you can join that by just heading over to my Twitch channel and clicking the link in my About page to join. Uh, and we got one question this week from Moonlit Cafe. What's the most likely arbitrary speedrun either of you would go for? Ooh, I think maybe I might have actually voiced that before. Where, uh, how I mentioned that Balix and I are experimenting with Spin Dashless Percent and also No Out of Bounds for Sonic Story. I think maybe outside of it, though, <laughs> maybe I would meme with the idea. I don't know how possible it would be. Uh, probably not, because you need to actually hit things eventually in this story. But hammerless for Amy, I think, would be really funny. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, that's such a big part of her kit. I feel like that's not <laughs> like going to be possible at all. Especially when you get the zero, though, because there's no way to hit him. Yeah. So, like, you know. <laughs> Uh, glideless for knuckles, maybe probably going to be impossible as well. Yeah, red, red mountain becomes that a I bitch. Try. Oh my god, red, don't even get me started with red mountain. It literally, red mountain takes either 10 seconds or or a minute and a half. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so annoying. <laughs> god, um, for me, uh, sex percent in Grand Theft Auto 5. Oh my god. <laughs> I imagine that one's a bit more raunchy than it is in the SA2 version. <laughs> we ain't making eggs anymore, everybody. No breakfast. Okay, maybe breakfast. That's depending if, you know, the person's still there by the time you wake up. Anyway. <laughs> real life situations. Real life situations. Oh. Reality kicks in. Oh no. That's uh, that's the only question we have this week. Uh, again, the about page of my Twitch channel. That's where you can find that Tony's Game Lounge uh, on Twitch. Shout out to Moonlit. Shout out to Moonlit. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, moving on to top five. Top five games you're looking forward to in 2022 past the month of March. Okay. I wrote down five of these, but one of them is unfortunately in March. So if I have another one that I can think of, uh, well, I guess I'll just throw one of my honorable mentions in there because I had two of them. But uh so I, I said originally Kirby, but yeah, that's that's coming out this month. Super looking forward to that. Going to be fun. Bayonetta 3 doesn't have a release date yet, but it is going to be this year at some point. 
I've been looking forward to this game for years. I literally didn't take it off of the bingo card that I had until, uh, well, until they finally announced it. I, I, I was stuck in my ways. I was like boomer mode. <laughs> I was just like not, not changing this until they do it. And they finally did. <laughs> nice. I just wished it into existence. And I love her character design in this game. It looks so good. Like definitely taking some, uh, some pointers from persona as well you can see some of that influence in there oh uh, yeah i guess you can i never really thought of that yeah just in her design because like yeah she's still flashy but i feel like this is like even flashier what they're doing with her and i think it's really really cool i'm super looking forward to bayonetta 3 uh this next one's probably going to be a bit obvious but sonic Fr- sonic frontiers yeah uh hella looking forward to it being open world i think it's going to be really different i hope it's good what I'm picturing, right? Because there's like there's this like big like uh thing that like goes in an up arc, kind of like a ramp. And I'm thinking like even if it does use boost formulas still, imagine boosting off of that ramp, but you have to boost off of it and jump off of it in a certain way to end up inside of a level. Like just just little puzzles like that added into this giant hub world that maybe has levels akin to how you access them in Sadix and 06, except on a much larger scale. But also there's like legitimate like stuff to do in the hub world that isn't meaningless. Like more akin to Sadix, I guess, in that point, because in 06, the only like meaningful things was buying upgrades and like there were some missions that were optional, but like there's nothing that you like have to do for story progression. I just want I'd like burger to see if man. there was stuff in the hub world like that. I just want oh, to burger hold, man. I want to hold burger man again. That would be a funny reference. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like everything here is going to be kind of similar to how it is. And honestly, like breath of the wild, how it's ancient, but also uh, more advanced technology. So like like Sonic's uh, little thing that he does, the boost little thing, that reminded me of kind of the advanced technology that like comes from uh in, again in Breath of the Wild that came from the uh oh god, what is it called? This it's a Sheikah Slate. Oh yeah. And all that stuff. Like in the remote bombs and all that stuff. That's all very uh advanced. But then you have structures in the game that are all made of stone. Like it has a mix of the stone structures that you see in olden times stuff with the technological stuff. Like, I'm just thinking of like what a guardian would look like if in control of Eggman and being a lot more deadly because that's how much he just wants Sonic dead. Like, and then the voice in the trailer for uh, that's like very like that was, I believe, was confirmed to be Amy. Like, I'm curious how that's going to tie into the plot. Like, are we going to get Amy as more of an intricate part of the plot, similar to how she was put in a princess role in Sonic and the Black Knight? Because that's kind of what, like, my wavelength of thinking was. Like, she's going to, like, give you missions or something, maybe? Or be like, we need this to do this thing to avoid this from happening. So can you please go out and do this thing? And then you'll have, like, a whole mission arc about that. And then maybe on the way you'll run into like a character that maybe they'll introduce a new character or maybe because, you know, they like IDW so much. You, we'll get, you, like, a you find a, you find your dead OC from Sonic Forces. Oh, my God. Imagine the rookie's just there and he's just like, I've been lost for decades. Like, what? What, the fuck? <laughs> what do you mean? All this stuff just happened like a year ago. <laughs> or so we think. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, other than that, I think Nintendo Switch Sports. Yes, I'm looking forward to. 
I played so much Wii bowling. I I want to play more. Nintendo I want to eat bowling. my Joy-Con at my TV. Yes, exactly. I I want I want to throw it at the TV and then complain to Nintendo why my TV is broken. Yep. Like a like a middle aged white woman <laughs> uh, <laughs> asking for the manager. <laughs> Like, please, you said these Funyuns were free. Like, it's, it's a store, ma'am. Like, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, and then one that kind of, it went under my radar for a bit, and then I found out it was a game that was coming out. So I'm kind of hyped for it, because I never played the original, but I watched a bunch of, uh, I watched a bunch of playthroughs of the original game. Pocky and Rocky Reshrined. What? And... I, I'm, I'm going to look this up. Sorry. What? I have. Yeah. It's a Pocky and Rocky remaster that's coming out, and it looks incredible. It looks so incredible. It looks like it has a couple different modes oh. in it, too, and that they're adding more stuff to it, and it just looks so good, and it looks just as adorable as it originally did, like, in sprite form. Just It's so stylized now with the artwork in it, and it just looks so goddamn cool, and I want to try it when it comes out. Uh, it's pretty much a bullet hell before Toyo existed, essentially. Uh, it is a really good co-op game from what I've seen, and I would love to play Pocky and Rocky with somebody. That would be very cool. Can't believe that's coming out soon. And then, uh, the other game I had, because I totally forgot that Kirby was this month. Uh, you know, we already talked our heads off about Pokemon, but Scarlet and Violet, very much looking forward to it. I can't wait to see what they put into it. Uh, if they include a character from the past, what character they're going to include? Because there always seems to be one. If it's a, imagine it's Emmett though. Like this um, side, be because great. we had Ingo and Arceus. It's like, like Emmett's like he's like I've been looking for Ingo for like some time. <laughs> I've been looking for my brother. Like <laughs> don't know where he's been. <laughs> I looked on like he'll just make a joke and he's like I looked at all the train stations. That's the only place it could possibly be. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've been going region to region investigating their train <laughs> stations because that's the only place he could possibly be because of how much we both love trains <laughs> all aboard <laughs> oh strangely enough Cantor didn't have one. Oh wait yes it do that's right i forgot i forgot they do now because i forgot it's connected to jodo's with the magnet train yeah he'd be like strangely enough hoen doesn't have one yeah like, yeah Oh, it doesn't have that as a transportation option because <laughs> it's so much water. <laughs> uh, um, now I'm, uh, the only games I want to add just for me specifically, uh, I'm looking forward to Saints uh, Saints Row is one I'm looking forward to that comes out in the fall. Lego Star Wars at the start of April. Oh, I heard. Yeah, I heard that was coming April soon. 5th. Oh my gosh. Lego Star Wars, all nine movies, plus we're getting Mandalorian and Rogue One DLC. Damn. It's gonna good. be big, and I'm excited to play through all of it and platinum it, because I'm going to do that. Yeah. That's that's gonna be really cool. Uh, yeah, those Holy are shit. about the only uh, other two. If, if, if I had included March, what I would say, because I just recently finished it, actually, Tunic. Oh, Tunic. Oh, my God. That game is so good. I finished it last night. A phenomenal game. It I really want to play. So it. good. It is worth every fucking penny. I was watching Emerald play it and it literally looks like it looks like my kind of like little cute RPG that has like some dark elements to it. Like I like it very much looks like top down Zelda, but isometric. Oh, it, you, which, you, you know, see, it looks like that. 
But then when you get to your first boss, you realize it's Dark Souls. What? That is not what I was going to expect. The bosses will kick your ass. You need That's to so learn. That's so crazy. Yeah. It's got it's only got like five like actual like bosses in the game. Damn. But That's really cool it, though. Oh it, they God. will those bosses will kick your ass. That's absolutely fucking wild. God damn. It is really dope. Phenomenal game. It is a top contender for my game of the year. Yeah, I can see why. Like, holy shit. That's really good. That's top five. Moving into this week in gaming history, here's what happened in the past from March 21st to 27th. On the 21st, 2006, Konami released Metal Gear Acid 2 for the PSP in North America. I didn't even know there was a game called Metal Gear Acid. Nonetheless, a sequel. Like... <laughs> On the 22nd, uh, 2004, Pokemon Coliseum was released for the GameCube in North America for 50 bucks. Oh, great game. Great game. Great, great. Phenomenal game. Love the, the GameCube Pokemon games. God, they're so good. Make a, make a third, please. Oh, I would love if I would even love if they just put them on Switch. Like, please. hey, uh, these are compatible. You can't like do the Gen Three stuff you were able to do, but you can uh, make them compatible with Pokemon Home. Please and thanks. Please. Like, <laughs> it would be so good. Please. It would, okay. It, it probably also like get rid of some mods that are currently locked as well. So you know. <laughs> hey, you can you can get a Celebi again. Give us the Celebi oh, hell yeah. and the Jirachi. Yeah, just make the Jirachi free with the save data or something. The 23rd, 2006, Sony ceased production of games for the original PlayStation. Oh, wow. I for I completely forgot they were still in production in 2006 for original play play like PlayStation 1. That's wild. 24th, 2005, Nintendo released the DS, uh, the video in two colors, graphite black and pure white in Japan. Uh, the price was roughly 150 US dollars. That's such a good console, too. You, you can still play so many like good DS games that hold up today. March 25th, 2008, Square Enix released Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII for the PSP in North America. March 26, 2004, Namco released the R Racing Evolution video game for the GameCube in Europe. Included with the GameCube version is Pac-Man Versus, which used a link cable for players to play part of the game on the Game Boy Advanced. And lastly, on the 27th of March, 2011, the 3DS was launched in North America, featured dual screens, one of them being 3D-capable, analog circle pad, a D-pad, ABXY buttons, three built-in cameras, a microphone, a gyro sensor. The case colors were Cosmo Black or Aqua Blue for $249.99, with some of the launch games being Super Street Fighter 4 3D Edition, Pilot Wings Resort, Nintendo Dogs and Cats, and Ghost Recon Shadow Wars. 3DS, uh, the fact that it can play DS games too, like it's very timeless. Like you can just pick up your. 3ds and play so many quality games the best what, what probably the start of what became the best handheld console in my opinion that nintendo put out would have been like the new 2ds yes absolutely because the 3d capabilities absolutely do not need to be there yeah they were and then they even stopped like making games that like used it like the pokemon <laughs> games like after x and y i don't even know if x was like lol it. no it's like yeah no we don't need them anymore no yeah like gosh 
Like again, Oras looked amazing on that console. Like I was really impressed what they did with the Gen Three remakes. I had the Aqua Blue one, by the way. I had the red one. That Ooh, came that yeah, came out afterwards really nice when they introduced the eShop. It's like, hey, it comes with the eShop built in. Yeah, let's go. That's so good. Yeah. The achievement of the week is straight in Stranger of Paradise Lantern Smasher, which is to defeat a Tonberry. Oh my god. You said Lantern Smasher, and the first thing I thought of was Lantern Ghost from Paper Mario. <laughs> uh, which Who basically uh, is just a big Tonberry, honestly. <laughs> nice. And yeah, uh, if you if you uh just uh you know play on an easier difficulty though, because uh or or don't. Uh but the Tonberry will instant kill you if you're not careful. Because that's what they that's what they do. That's their that's their whole gimmick. Yeah, them and FF10 were a pain. And the game of the week this week is going to Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Matoy, thank you for coming on the podcast. Absolutely. This was a really fun time. I'm a big I'm a big talker. Like I'm an extro- introvert at heart, but I am a very big talker when it comes to things uh that I'm interested in. Where can we find you on the internet? So you can find me at vmatoy on Twitter. Uh, I post not that frequently, mostly about stream updates and stuff. But uh, otherwise, like I do occasionally like uh, speak on things that I believe in and other things that have to do with gaming. And you will most likely see me the most active when there's a Nintendo Direct or Sonic News or just Pokemon News, whatever is going on. Or if there's the very, very rare Banjo news that's like merch or something banjo kazooie 3 confirmed oh god that would send me into the heart failure so quickly <laughs> like <laughs> i'd be like finally really oh man uh you can find me on twitch at twitch.tv slash the matoy i speedrun sonic adventure dx as my main uh speedrunning game i typically am live on uh well i actually don't really know like what a schedule is for me at the moment but typically i try to be on uh three to four times a week haven't been able to because of pc issues but that's a whole nother can of worms that i've typed like two different twit longers about already want you to call it though yeah i do statics uh i've dabbled into sonic adventure 2 and shadow the hedgehog speedrunning. um and i also speedrun sonic r from time to time so if you're looking for Sonic speedruns, I do that. Uh, Colors Ultimate is also one I've dabbled into here and there. And yeah, I also do some casual stuff, mostly Pokemon speed choice, either races or just uh, randomizer seeds of my own. So that's like going through Pokemon Crystal or Pokemon Emerald through those typically. And otherwise, I do playthroughs. We uh, Badlux and I had worked on uh, doing a playthrough of Sword and Shield back in the day, and we also did... Uh, well, we're still working through a brilliant diamond and shining pearl playthrough. And who knows? You might see Arceus on there eventually. Nice. And of course, you can find me over at Radio Tony on Twitter and Tony's Game Lounge everywhere else on Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok, where we post highlights of the podcast uh, on the TikTok and the Instagram because Twitter won't let me. Twitter, Twitter is still a bitch. Wow. Twitter's a jerk. They invested in NFTs, though, so of course they're a jerk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, you can follow me there for highlights. And of course, we try to stream some, uh, two to three times a week sometimes. And once again, Matoy, thank you so much for coming on. Of course, this was very fun. I love talking everyone's ear off about uh, my obsession with 
Sonic and Pokemon games, and I, I could have decided not to shut up about Gen 5, but I had to stop myself. You don't understand. <laughs> this podcast would have been like six or eight hours long. By oh, that point. my God. Like- <laughs> uh, and of course, thank you, the listener, for listening through another episode. We will be back next week right here in the Game Lounge. Bye! Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like and share the podcast and follow Tony on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch for more updates.